Anyway, Alec, you ready, buddy? Yeah. Cool. You. All right. All right. You. you. Go, Gogs. Welcome to the podcast. That's right, movie the podcast. It is still Palentine's Day, and I think it's going to work out. We're going to get a, a fourth pick, so Alec will get his birthday pick back again. Oh, fuck. Because next Hell Monday yeah. will still be February, our shortest month. Got five shows in it. How did it happen? I don't know. But we How watched. How did that happen? I don't know, but uh, because we started a, we started a week early because oh. of the after the Mollies we didn't revisit. Well, after the Mollies and Sean's crippling uh, depression, that and the movie we watched. What the fuck was it called? Oh. Chat with Shabadoo and Xander's Boulouche. Awakening. Oh no, the dancing oh, one. Breaking two. Yeah, yeah. After that, yeah. we didn't, we didn't revisit uh, oh, dance the dance resolution. Movie, yeah. Well, that's true. Well, so I'm still going to say we squeezed five weeks but, but, out of... But what did we watch this week, Uggs? We watched Tango and Cash, <laughs> a movie about a dance and money and also yeah. two cops. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what, amazing. I, uh, Crowd pleaser, tentpole movie. I, I told it to Sean uh, via text, but we all we are all are familiar with the show Frisky Dingo. Oh, and we yeah. quote I it. think it's the basis of our friendship. We, we, we all quote it at ad nauseum, but there's a quote that Xander Cruz says that I use all the time, and I think it really applies to this movie. And that quote is, it kicks so much ass, you'll probably go blind. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the appropriate way to describe this film. Actually, it's funny you bring that up. I was watching Tango, or not, Frisky Dingo season two just yesterday. Love it so much. Oh, I won't. I want to go to the alternate universe where there's a season three. God, take me there. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it right before we die. You know what I mean? Like, that's (laughs) heaven. Like, heaven heaven is just, like, me seeing all the, like, projects that never got made. You know, (laughs) like, uh, Yodorowsky's Dune and Frisky Dingo season three and, you know. The timing on Frisky, I mean, we don't have to get into a whole lot of Frisky Mifuni, Dingo. But just, Mifuni as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi would be. <laughs> the, the timing of all the lines, of like, the delivered lines in Frisky Dingo, just when they're sitting there, it's like a half a pause when he's talking about that head of the ass porno he was in. And everybody's, no one's saying anything. Oh, there's no box budget. for that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, low budget. A lot, lot more boy boy than the. A lot, uh, lot less boy girl than the cover up with Legion of Believe. Yeah, god damn it. They couldn't even get Howard Hessman. That's not even the real Howard Hessman, so you know. <laughs> personal disappointment. All right, so yeah, we watched... It's like it. Fred Dreyer's watching us have sex. I know, right? I know. We, uh, we watched uh, literally like 80s action movies distilled into one movie, the movie. It's uh, the uh, So I can scoop Alec for once. This was the last movie theatrically released in the 80s. Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah. Oh, that's I, that's wild! I didn't know that. We're gonna get into this. I, Alex I actually already researched thought, it. I, for some, I didn't look at the year, but I would have thought this would have been like in the middle of the eighty nine, man. Nineteen eighty nine. It's like yeah. perfect, and it's like. But I'm, and maybe Alex knows why this happened. But uh, how did this not get a sequel? I don't know. And then did it twenty years, twenty years later? How did it not get the Bring Them Back as Old Men sequel? I mean, thank God it yeah. didn't, right? I mean, thank God it didn't, yeah. but how did no one ever, like, pitch that? I, I think it didn't, I think it didn't get a sequel because this came out very soon after Lethal Weapon, and Lethal Weapon beat uh, him to the punch with, well, like, uh, three sequels. 
did somebody see that uh, Kurt Russell actually got offered the rig or the rigs role in Lethal Weapon and turned it down? Oh, that tracks. I mean, he he would have been a, a great rigs. Is that right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I could totally see that. Also, uh, a weird uh, fact that I found out yesterday listening to a, a podcast about Steven Seagal. He uh he lobbied really hard for the Danny Glover role in Predator 2. But hmm. he had an interview with the director, and the director hated him. He said he was a fucking pretentious asshole and didn't want to work with him. Based director. <laughs> Whoever that director was, incredibly based, because you made the best Predator film. Oh, you're out of your mind. But anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, what did y'all watch this week? Out. Out. I watched four things. Oh my god! <clears throat> One of them is tabled. One is tabled. Um, I watched the first thing I watched was Top Gun Maverick. Oh, oh! You finally watched your first viewing. How was it? I thought it was really good. I need. Yeah, I liked it. Um. Oh, you saw it, Gons? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you watched it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed, I liked it more than the original the Top Gun. Oh, oh, you did talk about the show because you're weird. Hatred yes. for the original Top Gun is hatred's truly baffling. Anyway, Alec, go ahead. Uh, I thought it was good. Like I, if you like the first one, you like the second one. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how God lands on not liking the first one but liking the second one. But that's just one of his weird hangups, I guess. Um, <laughs> of which there are many. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and like it starts right off with awesome fighter jet sequences. Literally starts off the same as the first movie with Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone plan. Oh them, hell, yeah. Uh, hell yes! And them doing fighter jet shit. It's so fucking cool. Um, they like got like specialized cameras or some shit this time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, all the fighter stuff I thought was the fighter plane stuff in this I thought was really well done. <laughs> How's Miles? Uh, what's his nuts? Miles too. I like he's him. good. I like him overall. So I thought he was good. Um, yeah, Top Gun Maverick uh, was a win in it my book. Up, it lived up to the hype because huh? it was pretty hyped. Yeah. Um, second movie I watched. I actually watched this like. Two weeks ago, I forgot to talk about it. I watched uh, Glass Onion. And oh, I did not care for it. Based. Same. Like, like the correct opinion. <laughs> I, didn't think it, I didn't think it was like terrible, but I feel like it lacked all of the. And I know that we were the whole room was split on the first one anyway, yeah. but it lacked the charm and like wit of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Alec, you and I both liked the first one. Yes, I thought the first one was uh, very good. Not like one of my favorite movies ever or anything, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one just didn't. I feel like he spent so like that's his thing. He's M Night Shyamalan has his twists. Ryan Johnson subverts expectations, and his whole he was trying to subvert every expectation so much that Ugh. it didn't it, like none of it worked are, at are, all. Are you going to watch his uh, his show that's out now with uh, Natasha Leone? I forget what it's called. No, I yeah. won't. Yeah, I mean, I I like her. Like she's yeah, really, Natasha... really good and everything, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Shout I'm out not... Slums of Beverly Hills. That's a really good movie. That Russian doll show she did, I thought was really good. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um. <sighs> so 
thirdly, have to I watched the movie I've never seen before. Um I've never seen it because I hate everything else this director has done. Ooh. Except for one thing. Uh oh. Um one thing. it turns out that I really think this movie's pretty good. Uh oh. It's kind of shaken me to my core over the past few days and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a Anderson movie? Do I need to watch some of these other movies? Like I watched the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, so. that's a great movie. I love that movie. Like Hell I don't, man. I don't, Fuck Sean. Oh, I liked it. I know there. I know that there are wet nurses. Like, I was think. I think the problem with with him, like, watch that. Like, I liked it. I I, I thought really it was. Uh, love that movie. I thought it was good, and I was really surprised after the start. But I feel like in that movie, the family reacts like in a Wes Anderson way. But most of the other characters don't. They react like normal people would react. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But in most of his, all his newer movies, everybody reacts in a Wes Anderson way, like a quirky, like there's no grounding characters. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I feel like he, he's a victim of his own success, right? Like he, he's kind of like a Tim Burton where, his style has is like everything now, whereas I feel like his earlier stuff was like more about his like writing. And I feel like, I don't know. Now it's like his like pastiche is like 90% of the movie. Like see, even though I liked it, the, his last movie was like all style. The French dispatch was like, it was just dripping in like all his style. And, but I think, I think personally, I, I don't know. I go between it and a life aquatic. I think Royal Tannenbaum's is his best movie. Like I've I, still never seen a Royal Tannenbaum. Oh my God. It's like, as far as I'm concerned, it's his best movie. Have um, you seen life aquatic Alec? I have not. You should Which watch. Ones have you seen Alec? I've seen, well now Royal Tannenbaum's, uh, I also watched, How's that not on my list? I also watched Fantastic Mr. Fox this week. Oh, I, really I did not. That. I did not care for that. Oh, I like that one. Um, but I oh, think also I was, TJ. Uh, it's like it's, my it's, it's, I said I liked. I love dogs. So yeah, but of course you did because you also love dogs. That is correct. <laughs> I, um, I, love, I love dogs is great. I thought that was really fun. I liked Isle of Dogs. Um, Moonrise Kingdom did not like. I like that. Darjeeling Limited. Oh, what's the one that won like every award? A hotel. The hotel uh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where they fucked up when they were announcing Best Picture and it didn't actually win? Like something like that, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was my cousin Vinny. No, it was recent. I think this was in the past over. couple of years because yeah, it was uh, it was like drunk ass Warren Beatty read the wrong thing or something. It was like Green Book or some shit. It was something that was like everybody's like, oh. like You didn't like uh, Grand Budapest Hotel? No. Wow, I really like that one. I don't know. Life I think Aquatic, that's my favorite one, honestly. Life Aquatic I don't because like Life Aquatic also has these really cool uh, like stop motion bits that, that are done by Harry or Henry or Harry, I can't remember. Selleck, the guy that did Nightmare Before Christmas, and he also did like James and the Giant Peach. Like, yeah, it's Henry J. Selleck, I believe. Henry, thank you, Sean. But like, I don't know, and also like, I mean, I think that one of his like defining things in all of his movies, and like, I don't, since Guys hasn't seen it, I won't spoil it. But like, 
there's a moment where like realism hits the characters and the Royal Tannenbaum is absolutely fucking brutal when it happens, but it's also fucking gut wrenching in life aquatic too. Cause it's like all I mean, fun and silly and quirky. And then it's like, Oh, I that was about the Darjeeling limited when that takes I a mean, turn. Like, it takes like a big turn. It's, a, they, it's, it's, a, it's like a signature thing he does. And pretty much he has, it. he has the cancer. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and watching Fantastic Mr. Fox, like the animation is phenomenal. I love the animation. That's and like the perform, like the performances are fine, as far as like the all the stop motion and stuff. But he was trying to get like the same like shot reactions, like he does, like holding the camera on people's faces in his other movies. Yeah, but it's a fucking cartoon. Like they're not emoting. They're not. It just didn't work. It's a fair point. Um. But yeah, the World Time Bombs, I liked it a lot more. But that movie 100% does not work without Gene Hackman being Correct. exactly as good. Like, I don't know who else you could even, like, think of to put in that role and get the same kind of performance and same kind of movie. Um, yeah, I agree. You know who else is it. really good in that who I usually don't like very much? Adrian Brody. Uh, Owen Wilson. No, I like Adrian Brody. No, and I like Owen Wilson. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is really good in that movie, and I usually find her kind of annoying. Like, I, it's not like I don't think the guy's talented or whatever. I just feel like he makes the same fucking movie over and over again. Like, I, like I get it. Like, it's disaffected uh, rich people. Like, they have weird families. Like, we get it. Move on. Wes Anderson grow up with money. Is that why he kind of draws... I like that. Probably if he's a fucking director. <laughs> I mean, most, most people that are successful, like creatives, like it, the, the ones that started out with nothing are pretty, pretty few and far between. Uh, anything else, Alan? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino, heir to the Tarantino fortune. Well, he's, he's like, again, he, like he's, the exception doesn't make the rule, right? Like he was a guy working literally in like a fucking blockbuster and sold true lies, but like, He's true he, lies. He wrote true hell yeah. lies. True, or, or, true lies yeah, fucking no. rules. Hell true, yeah. True romance. If you tell me that he did anything with true lies, then I change my opinion 100%. Like, I, I, never mind. He's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, are, are you anti Tarantino? Like, I don't think I I'm not that. anti. I'm not anti. Oh, okay. I just think he's a little overrated. I mean, actually, honestly, the same thing I kind of feel about Wes Anderson. He's a little overrated and full of himself. Like, his best he, movie came out 15 years ago, mm. as far as I'm concerned. You have a favorite but director, everything, Alex? everything just gets more and more bloated. Um, I think my favorite director is oh, is it Matthew Vaughn? Who directed Someone, Stardust? Is that Matthew, Matthew Vaughn? Matthew Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Strong, strong opinion. Good pick. He gets Stardust, uh, Kingsman, Kingsman, first class, the Kingsman movies, um, Lair Cake. Lair Cake is so good. That's, That's a really good fucking movie. Yeah, he's uh he's probably my favorite, but honestly, I guess he hasn't really done anything lately he that I'm aware of. Thing that he did, I can't even. Didn't he? Did he do that? No, he just because he produces a lot of shit too. I always forget. Like Kingsman, he produces probably, like he produces he, like every Taron Egerton movie. You yeah. know, he has a movie coming out on Apple Plus on Apple Plus called Tetris, and I thought. I, I thought, about, I thought it was going to be like robots, like playing the game and like actual like live Tetris things. But no, it's about like the development of the game and shit. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be giant robots, like dropping lines and boxes in order and stuff. <laughs> so I was really he, excited. 
I'm kind of surprised, but Matthew Vaughn actually directed all of the Kingsman movies. He did thought, the King's Man. Yeah, no, he. The, what did I? Do? I didn't like that one. He did all of them. I was. I'm kind of shocked because I didn't know. I gotta watch that one. I like the second one. Great. I didn't care for that one. He did, yeah. and he also directed Kick Ass, which was really good, and then not Kick Ass Two, which we reviewed twice. Yeah. Oh, he got out. He got out while the get was good. He's got uh He's got two movies coming out. Uh, something called Argyle this year, and then something called Courage, but that's that's in like pre-production. Argyle is a spy movie, so all right, I'm listening. Uh, anything else? Else? Um, the other thing I watched is Tabled. Table. Oh, that's right. Tabled. Tabled. Oh, Sean. Uh, nothing. Keep my house hot. Gosh. Still haven't watched movies. Uh, no, I kind of hate movies. There's, there's some good stuff out there. Anomaly based. Um, I watched. <laughs> I watched, watch Skinamarink and kill yourself. <laughs> I watched three things, one of which is tabled. Tabled. Um, so the other two are back to back Shane Black. Uh, oh, wow. I, you are in like an action, like you are like, yeah, I really kind of went for it for some manly action. Hell let's yeah. start, let's start with the first one, which I'm about to, rever- I'm not going to reverse my position on, but it, it is going to be, a, 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 God's is a man who admits when he's wrong. And, uh, I, I will give you that. Did you watch Repo Man? No, no, not yet. I should. I probably should. Um, maybe that'll be my birthday pick. Uh, I I rewatched The Predator and I still like it, but I'm going to say Uh that Prey Uh is better than The Predator. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I originally said that Prey was the worst Predator movie. We all agree with that. Um, Wait, you said Prey was the worst Predator movie? Yes. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that of the mainline Predator movies, it was my least favorite. I am incorrect. I'm incorrect. Yeah, insane. Okay. You don't, you don't beat a man up for admitting his point. I do. That's what this whole show is. Right. Uh, We need to work on that. Also, uh, What's his name? I'm pretty sure that we saw what's his name in a trailer coming up. Uh, the guy that's the main character in Predator. In, in he's in the Predator. Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boyd, Boyd. I love that actor. Brook, great. I'm always Brook. excited to see him pop up. I still enjoyed the Predator, but upon second viewing, more, I was like, more about him. This more about him good. later for me, by the way. Um, so you know, the Predator's fine. Um, but it's not as good as that once was. And it's certainly I still like Predators better and Predator Two rules. Um, I need to revisit Predators. I have revisited that within the last year, and it's still. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I think I I remember really enjoying it for being like kind of silly, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like I need to watch it again. I think that's part of the problem with is the Predator. The anywhere? Predator is too silly. Hmm. Is that yeah? But you know what, like. And we've all talked about this movie to death because I think we're the only four people to defend it. But like, it is silly, but it's like a lot of fun to watch. It is a no, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like it doesn't, and it feels like, and and maybe it's just because I'm like a like diehard Shane Black fan. Yeah, but like he understands like what that movie is. Like I don't feel like like I've seen so many reviews of that movie that like it's a total misstep and like. I, I no, think that movie is that's very not the case. self-aware of what it's doing. Like, I don't think Shane Black is a bad film writer. Like, I don't think he, he's a bad writer. Like, he understands how goofy... Like, that scene where the, the, he fucking blows up that kid? Like, that's just yeah. hilarious. Like, are you kidding? Dude, the whole thing, the whole, like, uh, 
well, that's actually not a predator. It's a whatever. It's like, yeah, but we took a vote. Predator sounds yeah. cooler. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What's it? Um, Sterling K. Brown. Like, Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Brown. No, yeah, yeah, it's a hunter. Yeah, no, predator sounds cool. That's Sterling fucking the shit. Fucking rocks like that. Dude. Sterling, Sterling K. I will say Sterling K. Brown in that movie is a ton of fun. Yeah, that kind uh, of rules. But yeah, no, the the predator. I still like it. I still like it better than a lot of movies, but it is not better than Prey. So I will admit that. Yeah, um, Prey was such a such a great surprise. Prey really was very good. Um, now the other Shane Black movie I watched, uh, I hadn't seen in quite a bit, was The Nice Guys, oh, and that would have made yeah. a great Valentine's Day pick. Yeah, yeah uh, I can't wait to picking up Ryan Gosling in that movie. You've seen that, right, Alec? Yes. Ryan Gosling in that movie is so good. Like he's so good because you like, seeing like this handsome man play this like. Complete goofball is, is is just fun, but old man Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe is so just good like this that. like subdued a tough guy, like just steals the fucking show. And, and what's her name? Um, um, the girl from Brandt, Spider-Man. Betty Brant. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's in the Spider Man movies. She's, I, just, I, I'm doing anal and stuff. Don't don't say and stuff. Just say <laughs> we did anal. Like, yeah. like, it's it's so good and it's, it's just my like quintessential. Say, uh, I made my living off of Rumpy Pumpy, but she's British. Whoever knew what the fuck she was talking about? <laughs> yeah, I. Hey, that movie, that movie is a great, like, that'd be a great double feature with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which we oh my God. reviewed like, on the show. Like, uh, Shane Black knows his way around a noir film. Like, he knows how to make a fun, like, with a good plot and, like, interesting, to, like, the twists in that movie, legit good. Uh, everything about that movie is so much fun. Uh, and, like, Even it, Kim Basinger isn't awful in it. So. Yeah, it's not, yeah, thankfully she's barely in it, but she's not it, bad yeah. in what she's there for. Like that scene where the kid rolls up to that burned down house. He's like, "Yeah, you know, so you want to see yeah. my dick? <laughs> a pretty big yeah. dick. Let Nobody me know when wants to sport. see your dick. <laughs> <laughs> this guy give me twenty bucks. He answer questions. Shut the fuck up. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> um, a projectionalist. Uh, like I don't know. Shane Black just keep making, keep making uh, more films. What does he have anything? Since we're talking about directors, does he I don't have know. anything? I don't, I don't know. Also, real quick in uh. In Ryan Gosling news, in 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 uh, possible news that probably me and only Sean really care about, uh, Charlie Kaufman was in an interview and said he wrote a script specifically for Ryan Gosling oh, and fuck. he loves Adaptation it. Adaptation too. He he said he, Ryan Gosling. Well, I'm not surprised Ryan Gosling loves it because he's weird and loves weird yeah. movies. But uh, they're they're it's like in pre production right now. Like hell yeah, hell yes. <laughs> like give me, give me, give me. Uh, it's funny. It's going to be brought up. Also, okay. not for nothing, I just today, uh, I saw a picture of Alex Garland hanging out with Hideo Kojima, and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, all, 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 my, like, all the people I like are hanging out. <laughs> but, but it's funny we brought up Lethal Weapon talking about the movie we watched, because I forgot that he wrote all of the, or he developed, he made all the characters. He wrote the first br- one. I know I bring this up every single time, but, like, look up his treatment for, like, Lethal Weapon. It's fucking awesome. Like, he, the way he writes, like, the his screenplays are so cool. Like, I don't know. I, like I, like I just said, like, I, I fucking adore Shane Black. Like, I wish he did more stuff. Like, I fucking love him. I like, how have, have we never watched The Last Boy Scout? Like, I feel like that's right up all of I, our you alley. Know, like, that, and that would have fit in the, the, the this month, too. Like, I, I mean, I, we all fucking love that movie. As like, a yeah. kid, as a kid, you know, talking about Tango and Cash, like, 
I remember watching Tango and Cash way too young, and then literally watching The Last Boy Scout. And I remember, I, 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 I just remember that opening scene in The Last Boy Scout with the fucking football like thing. But I remember watching it like on HBO or something. Like very, it, it made a very big impact on me. I, I mean, think about, I mean, think about all the stuff Shane Black's given us that lives rent free in your head. Like oh the God. guy pulling out the gun on the football field, right? All of Last Action Hero. Like, all the, like, whores and stuff. Like, all that, like, it's just... Well, you know, I talked briefly about, like, alternate universes I wish I lived in. I wish I lived in the one where, like, his script for Last Action Hero got made because he had, like, a cartoon sidekick, like a Roger Rabbit-esque, like, cartoon (laughs) character that, like, powed around with Schwarzenegger and stuff, like... Well, there is one in the movie. Is he? Yeah, there's an animated cat. I don't even remember that. It was a main character in, in his original script. Maybe they just left it in, you know, it's like, a, you and, know. And, I, and I forgot he wrote a long kiss. Good night. Another movie. I feel like it's slept on real hard. I haven't seen that. That movie slaps. It I does rule. so long. I saw that like probably in like sixth grade. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. That's, that's when you're like, I'm like 14. Like I want to pork Gina Davis. Like, which is a <laughs> weird thing for a person that young to think. I, nope. I mean, I definitely Still. did. I definitely well not not yeah. no, not you look at her up no 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 God I mean I I just I just do but she was in Beetlejuice she come on she was like yeah anyway anything else Scott? nope uh, my thing is table it's TJ uh, I watched three things uh, one of which is tabled as well uh, I watched and one thing I the one thing the first thing I'll talk about I won't talk about very briefly I watched the black and white version of Logan and oh, it's awesome. awesome I had it on yeah. Blu-ray and I was like yeah why not. Oh, it's great. It looks great too. Like, it looks really good. Um, it doesn't feel like I watched a, a million years ago. I watched that shiny and chrome version of Mad Max, which is like, it's not even black and white. It's like black and like, like silver. Yeah. And that didn't work. Like, and it didn't really, it didn't really do anything for me. But like Logan, the black and white version, like it, I don't know, it adds a little something to it. I thought it was cool, um, but I the, the villain in that movie is the guy we were just talking about. Like, yeah. he's great. I mean, we've all talked about Logan a billion times. Like, it's a, it's definitely a very high watermark for for um, comic book movies. Like, even still, like, I think, yeah. like, it's it's one of the best, like, I think it's it's movies. the best mainstream, like, cop, like, not kind of, like, Road to Perdition and shit like that. Yeah, like, I, think, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. And it has just, it has a lot more, like, I don't know, weight to it and more like, I think a lot of that is with Hugh Jackman. Like, I think he's just like a very good actor. And I think like, it doesn't have a lot of the silliness that like a lot of even like more serious comic book movies have, but it's, it's excellent. It's an excellent movie. Um, and it holds up great. But I, and if you have the black, if you have the Blu-ray and, and you decide to want to watch it again, check out the black and white version. It's kind of cool. Um, I also watched uh, a movie I haven't seen Talk about a movie I haven't seen since fucking high school. I was flipping through Shutter last night, and I was looking for something that was short. And I came across they had Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I don't know if any of you all have seen uh, that movie. I have. Uh, nope. It stars the, the lead actress is the same lead actress from the Lady Snowblood movies, uh, which yeah. are amazing. Um, I have a very soft spot in my heart for what I would refer to as Japanese grindhouse cinema, because that's what it is. It's like trashy and violent and weirdly artistic at times. Like they, they, 
they don't have a, like all these movies like and the, and almost all of them turned into like seven movies. Like I think there's like six or seven female prisoner movies, but like this is at the same time that they were making Hanzo the Razor, which is like a uh, samurai series, Lone Wolf and Cub, which I'm a like one of the like might be one of my birthday it might be my birthday pick this year, one of the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Um also Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman. Like all these movies are like made very cheap, very fast, and they're very violent. And they're like sometimes in, in the female prisoner chase, they're like wall to wall nudity. <laughs> which is kind of wild because this these are all released by Toei, which is like the biggest studio in Japan. Um so like that would kind of be like if like Warner Brothers was just like, fuck it, we're just gonna put out like I mean, like, the, the female prisoner movies are, like, especially, like, the first one, like, literally the opening scene is just these, these fucking naked prisoners, these women that are completely nude, like, fully nude, full frontal everything, and they're walking through this weird obstacle course that's, like, a staircase, but then there's, like, these series of, like, metal poles so they have to like bend and contort in weird ways, and there is guards on either side of the stairs so they can ogle them as they're going up the stairs. And then the floor is glass, of course, and there's a guard underneath just leering. And um, it, it's so like the movie is so fucking ridiculous. It's a revenge movie, of course, um, where the lead character uh gets betrayed by her. She's like totally in love with this uh narc cop uh, or narcotics cop and um it has one of the most like I, I don't even know how to describe it like one of the the strangest like so she flat it, like first you see her in prison and then it flashes back and it's like i was in love with this man and blah 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 so there's this very odd sex scene with her and the cop and they're 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 literally in this like sound stage and she's wrapped up in this huge blanket. It's like the fucking cape from the fucking the cell. Like, it's huge. It's like <laughs> enveloping everything on the camera. And she she's rolled up, and they're like, she's about to get fucked. And when, when he starts to fuck her, it cuts to a white part of the sheet, and it goes to a perfect red circle, which looks like the Japanese flag. <laughs> But it symbolizes her losing her virginity. Is that how the flag was invented? I don't know. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. And, like, this whole movie is like that, where it's, like, these, like, I, I, I love, I, I think the director has passed away, but I'd love to, like, hear, like, the thoughts behind some of these shots. Because, like, you have something like that. And then you have the flashback to where it explains why she wants revenge, because the cop betrayed her. Basically, like, she goes to this Yakuza club, and she gets found out and like literally the whole, there is, there are so many rapes in this movie. It's ridiculous. Um, but all of the Yakuza rape her, but as it's happening, like the wall behind her turns like Batman 1966 style. And then you see the cop talking to the mob boss about how he's going to look the other way. It's like all this is happening at once. It's insane. Uh, but uh, it, the movie is violent and silly and just all over the place. And it's like, it is barely an hour and a half long. Like, all this shit happens, like, bam, 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 bam. Um, 
One of my personal favorite scenes is there's a scene where all the punishment, by the way, is is revolves because again they had no money. All the punishment for the women that the guards uh, instill on in these women is digging holes. Like that's like all they do in the movie is like dig holes. Oh, it's like and that movie one, holes. holes. Yeah, exactly like holes. At one point. Uh, the women riot and they take over like a ward of the prison. It's actually like a warehouse in the prison and they, they capture, they hijack a bunch of guards and to torture these guards, they forcibly have sex with them. Cause it's like oh, a man by Snoo Snoo. clearly wrote this movie and it's like, it's so fucking weird. And like, I, the whole thing is, is fucking wild. Um, and then it turns for like 10 minutes into this, like, uh, stealth assassin movie because she gets out to kill the guy. It, it's fucking awesome. Like, I love the All of them are good. I'd say the first one's probably the best. How many uh, are there? I Like I said, I think there's like five or six prisoner, female prisoner movies. That's what they're affectionately referred to as. Um, also, uh, a little bit of a fun side note, the lead actress, whose name I cannot remember, she's also a singer. And she sings the the like theme of the film, which I think is like super cool. Um, but She's yeah, like Shawn Michaels, exactly. Nice. Um, but I I love this movie. It's on Shutter. Uh, if you like, if you like some, if you want to watch some some fun sleaze, definitely check it out. It's a blast. It's fucking wild, and just like like again, it's some of the like decisions and like the weird like. I think that's the thing I miss about like bad movies. It's like. They're, they're like, you, you're, you're already a bad movie, right? Like, you have, like, no budget. Like, you gotta get things done fast. Why not do things weird and artistic for, like, no fucking reason? Like, why not? Like, just fucking do it. Like, why not like this scene in, like, an incredibly strange way? Like, no one's watching. Just do it. Like, there's a, a knife fight in a shower and the woman turns into, like, a demon to, for no fucking reason. And I mean, I just, it's a brilliant movie. I love it. Uh, so yeah, highly recommended. It's on Shutter. Unfortunately, they don't have any of the other movies, but they have that one. And I, I also watch Lady Snowblood. It's fucking great. I mean, it's better. Lady Snowblood is like a better movie than this, but they're, they're both great in their own ways. And then finally, I watched What's Tabled. We all watched Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. The most hated movie in the MCU for some more, Yeah, more hated than Eternals, it turns out. I, I'm i going to go ahead. I'll start off by saying I enjoyed it a lot, and I hate everything. And I left the movie going, I don't know why people are making such a big deal out of this movie. Was it any? Was it like, you know, Winter Soldier? No. But, I mean, it was fun. Like, I, I didn't hate... Like, when I sat down and watched Eternals, I hated myself, and I wanted to leave. I never felt that way during this movie. Did everything land? No, but I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was to- The tone was a little all over the board, but um, Jonathan Majors is outstanding. He's so in it. good. He's, I cannot wait for Creed 3. Um, I'm excited for him to be the new – I mean, he's the new MCU big bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be for, like, the whole – I mean, this the next whole war? phase, it, it finishes up with uh, yeah, like Avengers, Kang the Kang Dynasty. Yeah. And I thought that they did, like, a good job of his, like, I think they did a good job explaining his character and all the variants and all that stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it was, 
it worked. Like, I, I don't, people are upset that, spoiler alerts, they beat this version of Kang, but it's like, okay. That might have been a bad idea, it turns out. Have you out. ever, first of all, have you ever read a comic book or seen a movie? Not even like a, like a comic book movie, but like generally speaking, the heroes win. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to go out on any limb here. I know I'm Mr. Indie guy, but like, Generally speaking, they they beat the villain at the end of the movie. Like I don't know what these fucking people are looking for. Like Werner Herzog didn't direct this fucking movie. Like <laughs> now that would be something. Uh, Alex, what did you think? I thought it was like I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Is it like you said? It's not upper tier yeah. by any stretch, but like honestly, consider it, it had a lot of. Uh, had a lot of weight to carry. I think it's the first movie of this phase. Is that right? Yeah. I think. And it has to introduce the new big villain and still do your stupid Ant-Man movie at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah. And I like the other Ant-Man movies. I especially like the first one. I thought the second one was like, okay. They beefed the villain and she's nowhere to be found now. She's like not even mentioned in this movie. It sucks too because I love Ghost in the comics. Like I thought I, the design was cool. Well they just they just did the comic design. Like yeah. yeah. But you read that Thunderbolts run. Like Ghost is such a yeah. cool character in the comics. Like he stinks and he's gross. Like I love that shit. Well like, I was reading something today like about it which is a a pretty big plot hole from the other movies that I didn't really think about until I saw it. But in Ant-Man 2, like, they have no problem sending Scott back in to the Quantum Zone. But then in this one, Michelle Pfeiffer's, like, ready to kill people oh, because yeah. they sent somebody back in. Or I mean, we didn't even send somebody back in, just we're talking. Yeah. Or researching fair. data. And, like, I thought about that. I was like, yeah, that really doesn't make much sense. But all kind of a dropped line about the time dilation aspect, too. Which I thought was kind of like I didn't understand. Well, it's because he was saying, or if you're talking about where Scott Lang's like, you don't know how long we've been down here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, here's the thing, and maybe like I don't know, I, I guess maybe a more critical, pr- but like, yeah, they they mess up stuff in continuity, but they mess up stuff in continuity in the comics all the time. Like, I don't, rem- I didn't remember that part in the second one, and it wasn't a big deal. And like, I'm not. Yeah, really that I didn't. I didn't either. I don't, really, I don't really care. Like, it's not like they changed the actress that played Cassie too. Did that bother me? No. Nah, yeah, they've I mean, changed her like three times. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's, one thing I did hear about the movie though was that like, I guess they can't figure out what to do with Evangeline Lilly. So like, Michelle Pfeiffer's in the movie a ton, and they said the wasp doesn't really have a whole lot to do in it. I, yeah, she's an afterthought the, in this movie. She she almost could have just not been in the movie. I mean, yeah, but I agree with that. Yeah. Um, um but I thought it was like it's fine. It's perfectly probably, fine. There's there's way probably. worse. There's way worse Marvel it's, movies out there. Not, yeah, I I mean it's not to me. It's it's like in the middle. It's not even close to the bottom. And also like I I think it's hilarious like you know, Modoc's in this movie, and obviously the guy with the fucking Modoc tattoo is going to chime in on this one. But, like, 
he looks exactly like he looks in the comics. Like you can't complain if like he's he's not comic book accurate. Like he literally is comic book accurate, and you still are complaining. Like I don't understand. I like, was, I'm gonna say I loved Modok. Modok was, was some of my favorite parts of this movie. I thought he was great. Now now like his character you can complain about, but like honestly, like whatever. Like I don't care. I thought he was fun and like. When he like was like flying around like killing stuff, like honestly, my my favorite part of the movie was like the weird sci-fi like glop. It's funny because the guy that wrote this is also written a bunch of Rick and Morty, and this felt like a Rick and Morty episode in a lot of ways. Like, but I liked all the like glorp glop aliens and all that weird. Like, I liked all the weird shit. Like, I thought that was kind of like. I thought that was the most interesting part of the movie was like the weird surreal visuals. And like, I actually thought that like the aliens were like interesting looking and not like, like eternals that like the, the deviants, like they just look like generic, like final fantasy enemies. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I no, don't they, had a, they had a lot of fun creating so that. There was like way realm. more positives in this movie than negatives. Also the big barbarian lady. Oh yeah. Oh, so they need to, they need to figure out what they want to do. Um, as far as continuity between the shows and the movies, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, see Doctor Strange for because if the whole if the whole point of the if you need to watch the shows to watch to watch the movies, like that's fine as far as I'm concerned because I watch them all. Yeah, I'm fine. But then you don't need to re then don't retell the same shit in the movie. Well, yeah, because they basically they talk about the whole variants and like basically explain everything with Kang that he already explained in the show over 15 minutes of I agree. Loki. And like you did that. You said you like this movie was too long. Every movie is too long. <laughs> like this is shit that was in the show a year and a half ago. You didn't need to retell me this now, but, but I will or just say, save it for the, save it for the movie. Save or say, but I will say at least this movie didn't do what Dr. Strange did, where it basically just was like, everything that happened in WandaVision was like total bullshit. Like they didn't, basically didn't even acknowledge it existed and yeah, totally retread everything. And like it, it ruined the character. Whereas at least in this, it's like, yeah, they went through the timeline stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, that didn't bother me as much, but like, I, I do agree with you. And especially with the second, uh, the second teaser is basically a teaser for Loki season two. Um, I don't know, but again, like I, I didn't hate this movie like at all. Like I didn't, like I, I don't feel like conflicted. I don't feel like you know the you know a lot of times with movies that I'm kind of on the fence on. It's like the more I think about it, the more I didn't like it. I'm like I enjoyed it. Like I again, I don't. I don't know. This movie's a lot more turn your mind off and then just go for the ride. I honestly, I expected it to be darker than it ended up being. Yeah. Like, I, I figured, I thought somebody was going to die. I thought and they were going to be stuck there at the end. And I mean, it kind of has, like, it kind of has notes of that with, the like, his realization, again, spoilers, but, like, it's hard to spoil this movie. But, like, the realization, and it, it's funny because... Again, this movie is is uh what, what's the Gogs thing? It's a it's a mile wide and an inch deep. It's not it's not a thinker, but like so many people I've seen react on like TikTok are like, well, they killed this version of Kang. It's like he, he's not dead. They even say that at the fucking end of the movie. Like Scott Lang is like, oh, we just we just just slowed him down a little bit. Like that's kind of dark. Like the like 
don't know. It's not even that they slowed him down. He may have fucked them all up. Well, no, he's not even, like, that Kang is just knocked back into his little fucking microverse. So he'll figure all that shit out. Like, he's he's not even close to being done. They knocked him into his little engine. So he's just going into a small, it's the Rick and Morty thing. He is going into another pocket dimension. Right. In that space that Scott was in with all the variants. That's where he is now. Are they going to knock him into the Heroes Reborn dimension? You know what? Not. Oh, I hope so. That would be kind of sick. <laughs> oh, shit. Onslaught. Dude, all I'm saying is, like, movie Onslaught could be pretty badass. Like, that would be kind of cool. Anyway, I don't know, man. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, and again, I, I, I am usually pretty hard on these things, and I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. I thought it was fun. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, neat. So there's Sean. That. What's the last Marvel movie you watched? Um, Spider Man. I yeah, probably. Yeah, I missed Captain Marvel. I missed Shang Chi. I watched Spider Man. You gotta watch, watch Shang Chi. Yeah, I bet I would like it. I just haven't you gotten would, around to you it. You would like it. Um, no, I mean it's been a minute, man. Like I really kind of after um, what do you call it? The Last Avengers. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good for a bit. Like, I just, like I said, I wanted to do something weird, like real weird, but I don't know. But, well, before we get into the movie real quick, and just because I know he's probably listening, uh, you know, to get serious for a second, Nate, you know, we're all thinking about you, man. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we love 100%. you, just so you know. Yeah, um, shout out. Yeah. Best guy, for real. Yeah. Literally the best person I know. Absolutely. Not like Hands you down. pieces of shit. Oh, man, we suck. Oh, we're awful. Awful. Garbage. <laughs> garbage bottom dwelling people. But awful. Well, not Alec. But. No, Alec's good. He's the best of us. Me and but God. that's still not I, 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 I swim on the lot. surface. I swim on the surface of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Alec's like those fish that like suck to the side of the fucking tank. He, he's he's like that pipe that's barely keeping the compactor from crushing everybody in uh, the first Star Wars. <laughs> Shut them all down! <laughs> Shut down all the garbage compactors! I, I, I don't know why, but like that scene where where uh, fucking he hears that like when they, they finally stops. And they're and and they cut the three PO. He's like they're dying. Oh, I used to think that was the funniest goddamn. I still kind of laugh at it, but it's still funny. It's like the way he's like they're dying, and he, and you just hear all the radios like ah, it's <laughs> good stuff. Just Mark Hamill just going ham. Star Wars oh, uh, used oh. to be pretty good. Uh, all right, Tango and Cash time. Get your get your beer and whiskey out and pull out your cock because this is <laughs> this is. This, this is the movie alpha movie. This like, is the most masculine fucking movie ever made. And, and, b- and by extension, also the gayest movie ever made. Gay. Impossibly <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it's funny because, like... We'll get into it later, but there's a scene they add to make it not gay, and somehow it's also super gay. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious because, like, the whole time I'm watching this, like, I don't know. You and you, all of us are, are we're on the safe wa- wavelength. But like, anytime you hear about like these fucking conservatives, like oh, the uh, pussification of America, mama, like this is like their peak. Like they were like, yeah. this is this like everything they want everything back to this. But like, I don't even think this movie understands how fucking just ridiculous and gay it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Gogs, 
It is my pleasure to ask you, <laughs> what in God's name happened to Tango and Cash? Everything. This movie, let me tell you something about Andre Konchavalovsky. The this, fourth director of Tango and Cash, by the way. Well, well he's not whatever. the one who finished it. <laughs> what? Well, what he got fired. Somebody he else gotta, finished the movie. Well, then Albert, Mag- Albert Magnoli, whichever one of these people two guys. directed this movie? Bro, they, this movie had two cinematographers. I think Barry Sonnenfeld was the original cinematographer, and Stallone fired him halfway through it. I had no idea. I, I didn't know. Dude, the lore of this is insane. Ooh. Yeah, at one point, Stallone was directing parts of it, because he... <laughs> it was like the... Uh, maybe that's where Kurt Russell got it from for Tombstone. He's Dude, like, fuck I'm... it, I'll direct it myself. Stallone Robert can do it, so can I. For no reason, decided to do a Cockney accent, and Stallone liked it so much he just wrote him into more of the movie. That wasn't like that wasn't like a, a screen note. He just decided to do it for whatever reason. That's awesome, dude. Roberts is or not Roberts? Was it Zdar, or Brian James? I'm sorry. Oh, also, I I said it in the text. Uh, Byron oh, with the with the Byron, general from fucking Fifth Element. Brian James. Yeah. It's yeah. His, his birthday today. I mean, he Shut passed up. away, but it would have been his yeah. birthday today. I well, thought that was kind of cool. It's still his birthday. Yeah. I, and he's like a, uh, a movie, the podcast all-star, because he's shown up in a bunch of movies that we've watched. Yep. He an all-star. Uh, so, anyway, it's Tango cool. and Cash. And <laughs> let's, let's talk about a movie that's that just the best. Like, this will be – I can't wait to show this to my boys, and this will be this, – this is how you – know, I don't know what birthday it'll be, but we'll just sit him down with a cold brewski and watch Tango. Maybe at 12. Brewski. Like, I don't know what's the appropriate age, but, uh. 20, 21. Okay. 21 then for the, for the brewski part. Um, movie opens. Uh, movie opens <laughs> with, uh, Ray Tango in, uh, Chrysler LeBaron, uh, hauling ass through the desert, chasing, uh, Mad Max style. Uh, and then, uh, passing a tanker truck driven by, uh, maniac cop Robert Sadar and associates. And, uh, Ray Tango, uh, pulls the J turn, pops out of the car, uh, kind of eyes it up with a snub nose 38. And if I'm, if memory serves, chooses different bullets, he changes his loads and then takes a shot from, I don't know. 200 yards with a gun with the barrel of two inches and he is he is perfect accuracy he's basically fucking uh, uh, not long shot but he's like bullseye yeah uh, ironically later in the movie comes not, back not much later in the movie but like it, the impractical guns are kind of a theme of this movie because oh my god because uh what's his name kurt russell has the fucking mag like the 357 magnum with the giant scope on the top yeah, of it. no it's got yeah he's got he's got an external hard drive sized laser like <laughs> strapped to the top that, of his revolver that revolver with the scope i always attributed that to uh humongous lord humongous in yeah. Road warrior but i like maybe i was always thinking of this movie too because i think there's a lot of things that this well humongous came first right he did come yeah. first but yeah but maybe it was a maybe it's like a a, a time loop thing, and they well, went back and added it. Drugs, is that because like with the the kick I mean, that, you really, was, I mean the kick doesn't fight. matter. The kick it just depends on the rifling of the barrel and like how good 
it would work. It's impractical and dumb, but I was it, gonna say, it, just, it just feels like all the guns and to wit the weird like fucking pulse rifles they get later, they don't really oh. do anything but make the guns heavier and harder right. to hold. They make them unwieldy, just like yeah. that fucking uh, Chevy Silverado they strapped every accessory <laughs> to later. <laughs> but be damned if I don't want that. And when I actually, as we were watching the movie, I was like, oh, I guess there wasn't a legit monster truck. Maybe it was a fever dream. Nope. The bad guys have a monster truck, but we'll get into it. So Ray Tango um, does an American sniper move and almost zaps Robert Sadar from an impossible range with a very tiny pistol. Uh, then you get, like, almost like the scene from, was it Super Cop? What was the one with Jackie Chan? Oh, it's Police Story. It, police Story. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, right? It, it is police... a direct lift, according yeah. to IMDb. Okay. okay. I was going to say, because Police Story definitely came out first, and I was like, he had to have seen that, because it felt like the exact same scene. So Robert Zadar and associate slam on the brakes of this semi-truck, and they fly out of the front thing, front of this, land at Ray Tango's Armani feet, and then all the rest of the cops in the world uh, show up to which we learn that one Rambo is a pussy and two that he's out of his jurisdiction. This movie, because this movie immediately breaks the movie the podcast law of don't refer to other movies because it, it also breaks constantly. It also breaks the rule of saying the name of the movie because Ray because uh, Jack Palin says Tango and Cash, Tango and Cash, I mean, <laughs> like also, over and over. Uh, what kind of car is Stallone driving in the beginning? Because that thing it's is a Chrysler LeBaron. I think. That thing is badass. Like it's a no, it's just a Chrysler LeBaron. No, it looks cool as shit with like the convert. I don't know. I thought it was cool. You never seen oh. a Chrysler LeBaron? Not it looks, not, like a, it looks almost like a K car. I liked it. You know, I might be able to get you one for your birthday. So Hell lot, yeah. let's see what Thank we can you, do. Dude. There's oh. no, there's no vintage Chrysler LeBaron either. Oh, what, what, we'll They're see what we can pull off. Vintage. Yeah, at this point, I thought it was cool shit. Fuck you, Sean. The, the Chrysler LeBaron. So now, uh, LeBron. Chrysler LeBron. Just makes <laughs> smoke. So now, uh, Ray Ray Tango's getting his ass chewed out by the State Highway Association. And that guy who gets killed in the Devil's Rejects comes over and goes, I don't know, Ray, what's this about? It's just full of gas. And then he shoots the tanker and it's full of cocaine. Oh, well, when no, he does the, that, uh, the local yokel cop is like, you fucking big city pussy fucking. Yeah, yeah. He's He's like, I'm going like, to suck your dick to death. <laughs> curses him out for 45 minutes. The only <laughs> thing this movie doesn't have, the only trope this movie doesn't have is the angry black like, police sergeant who's like, your pants will be dancing with figs. Like you just gives them yeah. a whole rap of shit about how really, many cars the, they blew the chief, up. The chief kind of loves them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of loves them. Also, yeah. a uh, later on, standing ovation in court. Yes, I get it. Speaking of the screaming police chief, I don't know why this made me thought of it. I saw a thing today, a meme about the commanders citing Eric B. Enemy. Yeah, oh yeah. And it was about like the commander's hope, blah blah blah, the enemy. But it was a picture of Chai McBride and not Eric the enemy. Oh my god. I couldn't tell if it was serious Jesus or somebody Christ. made a meme. I was dying. I was That's laughing so funny. hard. Good lord. I hope oh. they didn't realize what they did. That would be even funnier. Oh, I was dying. That's not Eric the enemy. <laughs> Continue, so, God, sorry. So, you're good. So, uh, Ray Tango makes a super bus full of a tanker cocaine. He does the classic 80 move, 80s move where he tastes it and rubs it on his teeth. And the the, only, the most clever thing he can say is, anyone want to get high? Like, there could have been 
any other line. Yeah, it really is like the worst. It's like this a is, Homer. This Simpson is drugs. Line. Drugs get you high. It was just a real A to B line. Nobody like nobody wasn't like he wasn't like, lines you could have said. It's snowing in the desert. Yeah. Uh, well, no, someone does say it's snowing. He says that. Oh, he does say it's snowing. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Well then. I, I love the fact that the yokel cop is like, did you check everything? It's like, yeah, we checked everything. Not this giant compartment next to the fucking truck. Yeah, and besides, how did, you know, besides being like the gayest movie ever, this movie also doesn't take place on an earth that I understand. Like, cause there's a lot of weird magical realism moments in this, but, but roughly how much cocaine is, is this? Right. Oh, it's, is this like and where's it going? Cocaine in the world? And I don't think, I don't think cocaine runs like that. Like it's a powder, it's not a crystal. It's not sugar. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. It's literally just like five pound bags of Domino pour out of that yeah, tanker. They, they, yeah, they pull an Englishman out. Uh, of it. One of my one of my favorite parts of the movie is coming up where I had to rewind it because I was like, wait a minute, where? Go ahead, guys. I'm sure you're just gonna say it anyway. Well, wait. Well, I don't know. Well, hopefully, I get it's to it. It's when the the main bad guys show up, literally driving by the crime scene. Oh, yeah, no, it's so harsh. Yeah, they're just like. <laughs> He's, he's, a, cat. he's almost cat. if he's not stroking a white cat in his lap, they missed they missed they're that note. Like, like not just the bad guys, all of the bad all guys, of them, all of them. Are and in this crime dim, in this crime dimension, Jack Palance <laughs> is an unknown like super criminal lord who who rules from an abandoned Air Force base at the bottom of a quarry? He which doesn't has, make any he sense. He also has impossible, well, there's plenty of impossible video conferencing technology in this Oh, yeah, no, he <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> he lives in the crime uh, fucking office from, what was it, uh, Showdown a Little Tokyo? Yeah. yeah. But, but understand, in the beginning of this scene, they're literally, like, in the middle of the fucking desert. And it, it's nothing. There's it's one highway, yeah. and for some reason, Jack Palance and the guy from Big Trouble Little China, and some other guy. I don't know the other guy. The they're French just thing. in a limo, just driving by. Like, why are they? There? Well, and you you brought this up, and we'll bring it up more. But during the, the during the many video conference calls that happened during this movie, there's a couple. There's, like, yeah. there's been conference calls where the conference calls like like the the the. the the camera. There must have been a cameraman on the other end of the conference call because it pans over and does a tight zoom on someone's <laughs> face for emphasis. Like there's mobile. We didn't have video. that technology until two years ago. Here, there's in mobile real world. video calls in this movie towards the end. Yeah. So yeah. everyone's got one of these setups. Anyway, so <laughs> Jack Palance has just been ripped off of a swimming pool's worth of cocaine. Uh, he's not happy about it. Then, so you, you find out, you know, Ray Tango, hero cop, Armani, just the drip don't quit. He's a stockbroker. There's a margin call. I thought there was a part, I thought there was a beat in this movie where they questioned whether he was on the take or not. But I guess that was a different movie because I thought, like, he had all of his money from stockbrokering. Well, if anything, there is a scene. There's, oh, there's, kind of, there's a scene where they're like, why do you, yeah, why, yeah. the cat is like, why do you right. even do this? Because I'm a like, Yeah, you, you dress like a banker. And he says, the action. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, action. the action. <laughs> the action. Yeah. So, so it's, it's also important to note that Sylvester Stallone is the straight man in this, which is yes. also like incredibly funny. Well, yeah. he's, he's the straight man, but he can't stop quipping. Neither one of these guys the movies all quit. <laughs> it's when they're—I mean, this is later, but when they're in the shower together in prison, yeah. 
It's just like five straight minutes of dick jokes, yeah. like back and forth. Like who can finish? Who who's gonna run out first? But but, but Sean is a thousand percent right. Like in the script, Stallone is supposed to be the like stoic, like kind of like straight laced dickhead. Yeah. But like he doesn't know how to play that character at all. And then like it's just. Like they're both the same guy. It's just Stallone who <laughs> kind of dresses different. It's yeah, one's they're just the like gritty version. Stallone. One's the gritty version. Yeah, and Cash is just the where you hold down L two and hit start <laughs> version <laughs> of the other one. Right, it's hilarious. Oh, the only God. thing that's different about them is like Cash is ostensibly poor. No, yeah, oh, now, Cash he, is poor. Well, and, yeah, he, he's and, not poor because he literally the first time you see him, he's driving a vintage Corvette into his house, like. Yeah, but Disney's he is like not poor. But Disney, but his whole like apartment's like poverty stricken. He, he has just, to go to the Lethal Weapon thing. He has the fucking uh the Riggs apartment. Like yeah, he he it's it's, it's a is a to to quote a Gogsism, it's as, as luxurious as it is dilapidated. It's a shipping <laughs> container that's inside. It's four thousand square feet. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Tango's getting all the high fives and what have you, and then uh. Ray Cash is not you. I'm sorry, Gabriel Cash. You're introduced to him, and he's another maniac cop, but he's on the other side of L.A. and he's out there getting it done. Uh, someone's messing with his gun. He's reading about Rocky, who's a juice head in his opinion. You got classic, classic Kurt Russell mane of like luxurious hair, always in a tank top. Love this man. Uh, so now. You get back to the big bad guy who no one knows who the fuck this is. Oh, and you also get to meet um Terry Hatcher. Oh, who is her running jugs situation is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, also, she, Jack Palance is is this bad guy that's shrouded in mystery like Doctor Claw, but can't stop showing up. Right. Yeah. Everything. Oh, wait, a lot more and, about that later. And, and sounding exactly like Jack Palance. Like oh, Jack Palance is so like good at Jack Palance. <laughs> later, later on in the movie is one of the most like as head scratching as them showing up in the desert. Later on in the movie, it's like wait, what? He's just, He's just a breathy. Uh, but, but if we can get back to Terry Hatcher, dude, yes. I, I I can already tell you, this is the Langen Camp ship this year. It's gonna like she. I I think we're all of, of the like when we were Vintage. all. Kids, I mean Terry Hatcher because because yeah. I I knew her because of the fucking Superman show. Yeah, right. He was always like one of the hottest chicks like in this movie like it's like uh, oh my god oh no she's coming out this year like fucking mcgregor aldo where she yeah. just like knocked him out in four seconds like she's i like, mean has- she is unbelievably hot in this movie and like i i like the little the joke that this movie i mean we'll get into it but whatever it, like the, the what this movie plays where it's like you get introduced to her and you think that they're a couple like i loved all that. i thought that was like legitimately funny like i was like that yeah but even after it's revealed that they're brother and sister they still play it like they don't realize that they're well, not a couple well, well they're, yeah. they're they're italian sean so you know oh. <laughs> also stallone, stallone stallone's writing slash directing slash doing everything with this movie he's probably like wait a minute I don't, I don't, I don't get the girl. I don't understand. Right. Yeah. I, I, I like, can't. This I like doesn't compute in my brain. I like a thousand percent. Well, what if, what if they had incest? You know. <laughs> I mean, what if we just right? a, little bit, a little bit of kiss on the lips, like Italian families do that, don't they? Like, like, like I know she's my sister, but she's still like, if I wasn't her brother, she would want to fuck me, right? And, and who's, a, who's, act like that. who's a better man for my sister than me? Come on, I'm handsome. <laughs> 
Sort of. uh, anyway, so we. Oh, I missed the won an Oscar for his writing, by the way. So <laughs> well deserved. Uh, he did. Rocky's an amazing movie. I think I missed the part where Gabriel Cash was uh, being assaulted and attacked. Oh, in his own apartment. Uh, he gets. He's like looking in the mirror, and then a fist with a gun punches through the mirror, <laughs> and then starts unloading on him. All right, pause. Can Go I ahead. ask you guys a question? Because I is it about I, the gun boots? No, it's about him getting shot twice. Yeah, and, and he never, walks it off. They never, like, they don't go, like, I thought there was going to be a scene where he's like, oh, thank God I had the vest. Nope. Or something. Well, he gets shot through the arm later, and he just goes, yeah, it's fine. It was a clean exit. It's like, well, stop being such a pussy. It's yeah. like, he doesn't even slow down. Yeah, he gets shot <laughs> twice by this assassin, like, right in the chest. He's, he's Kevin Bacon in the Hollow Man dimension. Like, he's impervious to pain. He, they don't even ever acknowledge it, and oh, my God, it's so good. Also, like, not for nothing, this action sequence is done really well. Like, oh, yeah. I, I thought like I thought like this whole thing with him. I just like, like I just I thought it, I thought it took too long. But it I like did. all the bits in the bits in the garage. Oh, where there's like the, the, the Eastern European guy like that's in my car. Hey, that's yeah, my when, car. when the Eastern European like, guy was unloading presents. presents, I was like, is this a backdoor Christmas movie? Like, are we going to get yet another Christmas oh, film? No. But and no. I, I like to when they're driving through the garage. There's an Eastern European guy. That's like a AOK USA guy, and then there's just a couple fucking for some reason, and you get to see your first. What is presumably like eight in the morning, <laughs> right? In a parking garage. There's also a, there's also a bag lady, like a homeless bag lady, shuffling across a parking deck with a while with she's a, while she's drinking her like forty with a, with, with a shopping cart full of cans that I guess she collected from the parking deck, like. Stallone, Stallone was like, oh, we need some more tits in here. There hasn't been tits in like five minutes. <laughs> there isn't a, there's a whole bunch of tits in this movie. There That's is so cool. many tits in this movie. I know I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. There is a lot of tits in this movie. So Gabriel Cash arrests this gentleman who, uh, who was trying to kill him. And then he goes back to his, uh, police bunker and, uh, and beats the shit out of this guy in a bathroom using a chair. Well, it's yeah. also implied that so many people try to kill him that he is confused as to who could possibly be trying to kill him. As we'll learn later, Tango and Cash have done all the arrests in Los they're Angeles oodles, over the last years. Of enemies. Yeah, they've gotten... everyone knows who they are. They're literally yeah. the well. It, it it like early on it like I I again I also I'm can like, we talk about like the, the fucking hysterical scene where Kurt Wal- Russell just picks starts waving his pistol around in the office and exclaims who's oh, been screwing with I, my gun I wanted to ask yeah. Dogs about this as a as a as a gun enthusiast uh, mm-hmm. as our as our local uh, ballistics expert. Yes. How did you feel about Kurt gun discipline? To literally just be pointing. There was a lot of there was a lot of there was a lot of barrel sweeps, as we would say, that were unnecessary. Uh, but you know, he's a trained officer of the law. I trust him to have some trigger discipline. So you know, Sean's right when he's like, "Who's fucking with my sight?" He's literally just swinging the gun around. He's just clicking it around the room. Um, fun fact: that's not his gun. So, uh, oh, yeah, which we right. find out later. And that's what she loves his gun because he knew that the replacement gun, the sights were off. Time out. Like, how great is it that this dumbass movie is more competently written than so many other movies that we've watched? Where it's, it's like wild. They set up. They set up the fact that that wasn't his gun. Like that's 
That's more than a lot of movies that we've watched on the show. And it's an unnecessary setup, but they did it anyway. Yeah. Um, so now you, you now you you effectively met Tango and Cash, and now we get to get so Jack Palance does a lot of monologuing about Tango and Cash, Tango and Cash. If it's not well, Cash, it's in it's defense, tango. one time he does say Cash and Tango. Yeah, no, yeah. If it's not Cash, it's Tango. If it's not Tango, it's Cash. And he's got a Frenchman and a Chinaman and an Englishman, and he's got a desk made of rat mazes, and he's like, "Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna take my Tango rat and my Cash rat." And I'm going to jam them in this box. And that's a metaphor. And that's a metaphor for um, buying the FBI, apparently. Because this guy set them up uh, stupendously. So the guy who was going to try and kill uh, Gabriel Cash, uh, he he says, oh, there's going to be a big buy at this warehouse. And then the guy – and then Ray Tango hears over the wire, oh, there's this big buy at this warehouse. No one has ever heard of Jack Palance, by the way. They Dude, all Jack think it's Palance somebody else. It's like fucking Ozymandias in this movie. Like the level of graft and fucking planning he has to go through to do this shit is tremendous. So, so yeah. So they work their way into this scene where they're, they're, they're going about a crime warehouse and they're sort of tracking down this English guy and they're doing whatnots and ha- what have you's. And then they come across a, a dead guy strapped to a chair and he's wired and they start talking and they're saying things in like the, in like the perfectly like this could be misconstrued either way kind of way. So, but what's wild is they have that scene where they're saying things like, did you expect this? No, like none of them reveal that they're cops. They say all this yeah. stuff that could make you think that yeah, but they they're still the take, bad guys. They have but to then take they don't, it one step further. Yeah. But they don't even use that tape. They replace the tape with a duct tape that the guy from Evening Shade or fucking, what was it? Wings? Uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, it Shawshank it? Redemption. He is in Shawshank Redemption. No, but Goggs is talking. It was a coach. Was right? Exposure. Was that the name of that show? Which one was he? Was the, he was the assistant coach in Coach? Was he not? Was he? No, the That's assistant Dauber. coach and coach were Dauber and Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah. Oh, then it's, it's it's one of those. It's either Evening Shade, the other one, or the other one. I just remember his little mustache. He yeah, is a, yeah, he's a little thin guy with. He was in. He was in the Green. He was in the Green Mile. I'm picking up. Oh yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Wimbles. Jingles. Jingles. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He, he always reminded me there was those two characters in Spawn, Sam and Twitch. One was about oh, Twitch, that guy, yeah. and Twitch looked just like that guy, and I always thought that that was the clear inspiration for him. Also, you get the Doctor from Total Recall. He shows up too. Um, so now the set, the setup is on, uh, Jack Palance has managed to buy off. So all of a sudden, all the feds in the world bust in and Gabriel Cash or Gabriel, so Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel Cash and Ray Tango have killed an FBI guy and they found Cash's gun on the scene. They go to court. There's a big court scene and the court scene is akin to the scene where they're brought up on charges in Animal House, where everyone starts monologuing and then the crowd starts cheering, uh, except they don't just march out uh, singing Dude, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. When, when oh my god, like later on when when uh, fucking he's like he he makes a state uh what's when uh fucking Kurt Russell makes a statement he's like I just think the whole thing like, fucking, fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> and every cop is like they start shooting their guns in the background like it's a fucking I, Arab wedding just like, like it's so like it's such Jesus. like a, this movie is such like a fifth grader movie <laughs> like I like it fucking sucks <laughs> oh, it's, it's a movie for people who love movies it's just it's perfect uh oh god 
So well, there's a big kangaroo court, and then it's like, all right, well, listen, if you guys, you guys can't beat this, so if you cop a, if you cop a plea, you'll do 18 months in club fed. They're like, fine, we'll go do that. And they get off the bus, and it's, uh, they're in Shawshank, I guess. They send them to fucking Folsom, and they're in the middle of what appears to be a nonstop continuous party riot, because the entire place is burning. Well, like, they are they are at the wrong. They got shipped to the wrong prison, right? Because Jack Palance has so much power, he's able to kind of manipulate people wherever he wants. And then you later find out the whole prison system is corrupt, uh, based in the hundred percent true. So now uh, they're in prison. There's a myriad of dick jokes. Um, Opie's brother is living with. Uh, with Sylvester Stallone. I totally forgot Clint Howard was in this movie. Like, yeah. And, uh, and then Gabriel Cash is living with a human refrigerator and he just basically immediately admits that he's not going to use that man's toilet. Uh, I do love that scene. That scene is really you, know, you know what? And he turns around, he's like, this is your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Kurt Russell's a gem and he delivers every line with just perfection. Um, so they're stuck in prison. Everything sucks. Uh, all of a sudden they're getting like, uh, also, like, this is a lot of Animal House. Just like an Animal House, they're roused out of their beds in the middle of the night and taken to their initiation ceremony. But in that case, it's at the bottom of a laundry chute with a bunch of people with pipes and chains. And to TJ or Alec or possibly Sean's point earlier, every prisoner <laughs> in this, on this show, somebody on the show, not me, every prisoner in this prison has had a run-in with one of these two cops because during their entire uh, uh, walk of shame down the burning main aisle of the prison, Various prisoners explain what they are going to do to various parts of Tango and Cash. Most of it involves fucking them in the butthole. Yeah. yeah at oh, least, yeah. or, like, alluded to. So, now they're in, like, a very spacious laundry room. Hey, guys. Uh, yes, sir. Real quick, as a resident, not only ballistics expert, but structural and uh, <laughs> ventilation expert. Oh, I, have, I, have I don't problems. understand, but, like... Uh, like everything makes me think of Alien Three. What what would necessitate like what kind of ventilation system would necessitate having fans twice the size of a human man? Okay, so so we can we can talk about that. Uh, yeah. you know, if you needed to move a lot of air with a propeller fan, you yeah. would need fans that big. That would move a metric shit ton of air, as we say in the business. But if you wanted to have a proper ventilation system. Using that much air, the last thing you would want that air to run through is a wet, moldy pipe that full of thinking, like yeah, like a yeah. tunnel full of water. Water, yeah, yeah. because that's just going to give everyone cholera, which Speaking also of, happened in Alien Three. <laughs> Speaking of water, uh, this takes place in another like a uh, Blade Runner LA where it is raining gallons outside. Oh, it's, it's silly it's wet. Not, yeah, twenty twenty three LA is dying to be in Tango and Cash. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that give you Legionnaires? That, yes, yeah, everyone, yeah. You'd have Legionella. You would have mold. Yeah. You would have. This would just be the grossest, most. Disgusting God, thing. Wasn't there like a hotel in Vegas that their air conditioning system was all fucked up and they gave all the people Legionnaires disease because they like they didn't know how to fucking like run the, the... We we can get into all I can tell you all the ways you can get Legionnaires disease because it keeps oh, me yeah. up at night. Hey. But like but it's like <laughs> Yes. This is not the after dark. What well, yeah. the movie the podcast after Yeah, dark. you want to listen to the limited liability edition of uh movie the podcast, I'll explain to you all the things that Freak me out about what I do for a living. So now, 
Uh, they're in this prison where they've got, you know, uh, giant ass laundry machines that look like chillers and like the places, like, it does look like, it looks like a loading dock from any of the alien films. I, I, but I, I give this movie credit because even though, even though it's a prison and it looks like a loading dock, they end up fighting in, in what we call the foundry dimension. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a spark factory. <laughs> Again, it's Alien 3. Yeah. <laughs> and like, for some reason, they have the, the big vats in the middle and it's like, like those vats are made of concrete. What are they there for? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> We're here on like Fury 161. Like, they're yeah. just making lead. So anyway. Well, they might have to melt the Terminator. <laughs> Who knows? So these two get, um, so, okay, so uh, they start getting, they, they get into the old fisticuffs, and uh, Robert Zadar is there. Everyone's there. Oh, Jack I think Pallance, he, Jack yeah, Pallance this, is lurking in the prison. This, He's brought I think this is the part TJ wanted to talk yeah. about. This is so fucking ridiculous, right? So Jack Pallance has, and I think we might have glossed over it, because there was, there's several moments in the movie where Jack Pallance is like, we can't just kill Kang, Tango and Cash. We have to, like, you know, set them up and make them basically, like, get devoured. We have devoured. to unmake them. Right. Like, rats in a cage. And and several scenes, Jack Pounds literally has rats that he, like, pets. It's weird. Um, But but he, so he has set all this up, right? Like, all the dominoes are in place. And at this point, uh, Tango and Cash have fallen down the laundry chute. They're surrounded by every person they've ever thrown in jail. They're about to get tortured and presumably killed. Yeah, it's and, effectively a real life boss rush. And Jack Pal yeah. And Jack Palance is just in he's there. Why is he there? Because <laughs> he wants to be part of it. And also he's he keeps like, he's like, ha, 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 I got you, Tango Cash, you fucking dorks. Like, I got your ass. And, yeah, like, and they're like, Who are you? He's like, Oh, don't worry about you like to know. Not Jack Pound. He's like Skeletor in the shadow. It's like, ah, he man. Like, what the fuck? Why is he there? And then also, this scene is awesome. <laughs> like he fucking rocks. So what so none of your beeswax, Ramona. <laughs> So which one? Which one of the? Which came first? This or this came after Lethal Weapon? Because Lethal Weapon also had a hang him up by his I hands and electric and electrocute him, right? I think yeah. So this was the last. Lethal Weapon up. came out like a year before this, I think. Okay, so they might have lifted this scene right from that. Um, both of them are. I mean, they're over. probably they, depending on the time of year they came out. They might have been like in production at the same time. This was just this was just a big Hollywood trope at that point. Electrocutions were in then. Um, so they they hang them both up. They beat the dick out of them. They hang them both up to the top of the laundry wench, I guess. And then they're gonna lower <laughs> the them into the wench. <laughs> and then they're gonna lower them into just a, a a concrete vat of wet. And they tore out some like some like two seventy seven volt wires. And they just start jamming that into the water. And they should be fucking fried like chicken, but they just get electrocuted a little bit, and then... Yeah, I, I like how the idea, like, whoever wrote the script doesn't understand how electricity works, where you can just you can just kind of tap a little bit of electricity. Later, the characters admit to not understanding how electricity works, which is a nice callback, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that they say they say that, they go, I guess, I don't know, and then they admit their ignorance is kind of... It's charming. Um, so, anywho... They get mildly electrocuted, and then, uh, and then, uh, Matt, Max, Matt, whatever, uh, the husky assistant warden, who apparently has literally no power in this prison, uh, cause he didn't just call the, like, 
the captains of the respective pre-saints and be like, by the by, your boys are here. He gets, he saves Tango and Cash. He gets them back to their cells where they're just going to get stabbed some more, but whatever. He gets them on trash detail so that they can uh, escape through another elaborate plot. Uh, <laughs> so it's still raining and super wet. And you got uh, Tango's like, ah, I'm not going to bother. I'm going to stick around here and uh, and have sex with, uh, with uh, Opie's brother. And he's like, cool, I'm out. And so Gabriel yeah, Cash is pushing no, around. They, they legit get married. In the movie. Yeah, it's fiance Slinky. So he, Gabriel Cash is out there just shoving dumpsters around in the rain. And then he smashes through a clay wall. He doesn't even do the Andy Dufresne wait for thunder thing. He just beats the shit out of this wall. <laughs> Ends up in some sort of air slash utility slash rain, like rain shaft. That's also, also supposed to do ventilation. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he comes in, he comes across the two giant fans also from Alien 3. This movie's just Alien 3. Or this part of the movie is just Alien 3. Um, the one fan's turned off. He goes up a slippery hill. He goes through a gate that's there for no reason. Uh, it's only to find the dead, the, the body of Max, the assistant warden sloshing its way down, which they never pin that on Tango and Cash either. It's not like Tango and Cash escape prison, kill assistant warden on right, the way out. Right. Like well, that would have been easy very note. nonchalant about it. It's like, yeah, they slid his throat from ear to ear. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's literally says, the know Simpsons. what I'm saying. It's literally the Simpsons uh hey, I'm trying to eat here. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't really give <laughs> they describe it like Kurt Russell has known this guy forever and he's like their buddies and he dies like uh he, he, he actually, to, to quote a, a term we don't use that much anymore on the show, he is nonplussed by the death <laughs> of his friend, like completely like ignoring it. It's like, eh, whatever. So now, so now, so now Robert Zadar and a team of guards and dogs, so a, a prisoner <laughs> prison guard coalition with dogs <laughs> is actively hunting him through the ventilation sewers of this building. Uh, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, who has no idea how to possibly find Gabriel Cash at this point because he wasn't part of the plot to escape, miraculously appears and wedges that rod that we referred to earlier from the trash compactor scene into one of the superfans so that Cash doesn't get just minced to pieces. <laughs> The inanimate, inanimate carbon rod. (laughs) Thank the rod. (laughs) So, uh, then they go the alternate route, which, uh, actually, because the movie's competent, uh, Sylvester Sloan saw earlier when they were just hanging out in the assistant warden's office looking at blueprints, but couldn't just pick up the phone to call their respective bosses. Uh, they escape to the roof of this prison, which okay, also real has. Quick, go ahead. Uh, in addition to this prison being underwater, like like the Legion of Doom headquarters, it is also like Nakatomi Plaza in three hundred stories vertically in the air, and it's got a full blown electrical substation on it, yeah. like that's just protected by a very flimsy uh, fence that they couldn't go around that they had to go through. And I swear to God that they lifted the scene from Lethal Weapon Five. And Sunny, where Frank dies the same way uh, from this scene. So anyway, uh, they skirt their way through the electrical substation, and they say, like, oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a leap for the high-tension wires. We're going to do this jump-grab 
zipline move. We're going to fall six stories to the moss below, and then we're fine. Kurt Russell pulls it off. No problem. Wet in the rain, slow motion. It's glorious. Well, the As belt best- definitely has a gigantic metal buckle on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I was uh, thinking that the whole time. Like, yeah, but, but leather's an insulator. So now uh, so now Ray Tango's about to do it, and Robert Zadar pulls a fucking Monty Mole or Rocky Wrench from Mario 3, pops out of a hatch, knocks him down, and then fights him with a grappling hook on a chain for about six minutes until he can finally wrestle three free uh, and then eliminate Robert Zadar using if, the power of electricity. Also, we want to talk about injuries that they don't sell at all. Like Stallone is like hooked for some, like, I don't know where Zadar got this fucking harpoon, but like he's hooked. Like his leg is like, like gouged by this thing. And it's, gone after like when it happens he's like ah and then like it's done he like, still long jumps 30 yards right, to that right, fucking line totally fine yeah. like, oh so, then they, so then they land also, everybody's little, little sad when zadar dies i'll be honest like oh yeah yeah he gave it his all he left it all on the field so they land out in the woods and they're like all right well it's been real dap it up hey if you need me go to cassandra's and ask for Susie or whatever it so says like all right cool so then the two boys go on their separate ways. Uh, they are fugitives from the law. Uh, and now they start doing, uh, we're now in investigation mode. If this yeah. was uh, any of the Batman Arkham games, right. because, uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone goes and looks at, looks up the, fe- the FBI agent that set him up. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone also, uh, steals some grease monkey who's taking a, a sink shower, just steals his, uh, his monkey suit or whatever, like it's like what? his monkey suit. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of what. I believe it's called coveralls, but that's fine. A grease monkey suit. Well, the guy was the guy was shaving in the middle of doing an oil change or something, <laughs> and he had to take his shirt off to see. He was literally taking like the sink shower, like and, like because uh, everybody has to be constantly doing the most manly thing possible. <laughs> yeah. It's the so, takes his fucking outfit. Like what? It, like well, it, well, the, the problem is, L.A. in this movie is soaked in testosterone, like the Terrigen mists, <laughs> and like they just constantly have to shave and shit. Otherwise, like they everyone look like cousin it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's fucking have, wild. God, have, have we introduced uh, LAPD microchip yet? No, this oh, yeah. it's coming up because here's what happened. So this guy, Stallone, I could not place him. He's the he guy that gets frozen and scrooged. Sleepaway camp, too. Yeah. He was and sleepaway. frozen and scrooge. Oh, <laughs> tell him about Dick Burton. Do Dick Burton for us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So I could not place him. I'd seen him in movies. I like could not place where I knew he's him. He's always a weasel. So, uh, so not now, that kind of weasel. Not that kind. Too so many Stallone, Stallone goes to interrogate somebody. He gets the information out of him, and then that guy blows himself up. Oh, because- pause, pause. Oh, my God, this scene. This, okay, this, I, I if you want to talk about weird pet peeves, this motherfucker opens his refrigerator to just a plate of uncovered spaghetti. Yeah. Who doesn't wrap their food up in the fridge? Like, who yeah. just puts, like, uncovered I'm sp- glad he's dead. Yeah, yeah, like legit, those noodles are crusting over immediately. I I was like horrified when I saw that. I was like, "Who does this?" And I was like, "You know, he deserves to die." Yeah, yeah, who does that? You put uncovered shit in your fridge like that, like noodles? You put loose loose spaghetti in there? (laughs) 
Also, he smelled it, which implies it's been in there for a while, which is really disgusting. So anyway, after Loose Spaghetti Man, Loose Nudes, he basically, like, he like he rolls over on his bosses or whatever, and whatever happens. Also, he sells out the whole, this, the whole this FBI. Mother, this motherfucker is hilarious, because he's like, you know, the guys that, the FBI guy that he sold out to, he's like, they want me dead. But he's not smart enough to realize that they're going to put a car bomb in his car. Like, oh, well, well, we need to say that Jack Palance knows that they've escaped, and he tells English Bob or whatever to cover his track. So that means scorched correct. earth, kill all the witnesses, yada, yada, yada. Also, Sylvester Stallone feels the need to fat shame this regular man like, yeah. <laughs> about his spaghetti choices. Obviously, don't care about counting your calories. Well, well, yeah, Stallone is like a weaseled out. Well, of course, yeah, movie. but like yeah. Yeah. Is, the guy's not like Wayne Knight or anything. Right, He's like right, a regular right. dude. Like you, so you hundred and eighty-five pound fat bitch. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, anyway, so so Wish dot com Michael Ironsides gets blown up, and there's no evidence now. So great. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Gabriel Cash has just wandered into LAPD's Q division where they're just inventing new ways to kill people and uh, oppress minorities. And he sees his, his buddy microchip and he's like, what do you got? And he's like, Oh, I got, yeah, I got this for you. I got, Oh, here's a super gun. Here's a whatever. And here's, I a, mean, here's, a, here's a fucking dog that is a dog with a machine gun in its mouth. A dog that will stop dog like that will fool no one. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a dog that'll it'll cause nuclear meltdown. Like, what else? But ostensibly, hey, like, how'd you get out? Uh, yeah. I just got out. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. he's walking through the security to get into special projects at LAPD. Either all the cops just love Gabriel Cash and they're just like, come on in, or he just wandered into a garage full of just machine guns and he takes a machine gun and some shotguns and leaves, and then he goes and visits Evening Shade. And he finds out that the guy did a huge splice job. Then he blows up his computer. Uh, that guy lives, I think. Oh, I got also going to say this is for, this was foreshadowed during the trial when Tango and Cash both said how they were going to dispatch all of the witnesses who testified against them. Um. So now, wait a minute, hold on. When he goes to see the guy, the sound guy, does the bad guy show up there too to finish him off, or that he just leaves? I forget. I think he just leaves. I think he just shoots up all the shit and dips, but I yeah, but the bad guys don't go to kill the sound. No, right? Okay, so now they're they're starting to get their evidence together. They're like, okay, what do we do? Do we take it to the cops? No, because they own the cops. What are we gonna do? We're gonna use this super truck, and we're gonna go on a full. Oh wait, no. First, we need to link back up. How are we gonna link back up? Oh, let's go to Chelsea's and ask for Tammy. All right. So then we're treated to Terry Hatcher playing synth drums in, like, uh, a skimpy 80s, like, wonder oh. garment. I don't um, understand what the point of this club is. Yeah, they, no. How many... How many it's basically like the do? Tune Review Club from the last movie. It, right, this is meant to be a strip club, right, in normal film in language? In normal yes. film, it's a strip club, but it's... But Terry, Terry has not taking her gear off, but she will this, play drums. It's this weird, like, cabaret club, I guess, but everybody in the back, later on in, the, in a couple of seconds... Is topless in the back of like so like they were like the back, it's the it's the strip club from Blade Runner yeah right. right yeah yeah it's it's so weird and she's like behind like a jet fan like it, it's but it's also it, but but also the cops show up just looking like 
like looking, I guess, for Tango and Cash in this particular strip club, kind of apropos of nothing because they well, have the been organization looking. makes zero sense because it's like one beat cop and like the chief of police <laughs> together. Yeah, it but was, like I remind it reminded me of that joke from The Simpsons where Wiggum's like, you know, in most places the chief of police doesn't go out on regular calls. <laughs> <laughs> but like I want to remind the audience that he was just at police headquarters getting guns, right? Where all now, the police are. But now, because it's a Sylvester Stallone movie, uh, like it involves like a fucking Looney Tunes esque drag scene. Yes, or, yeah. or to oh, not draw attention to themselves, both Kurt Russell in drag and Terry Hatcher flick lit cigarettes at this cop, and he's just like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And then they use the phrase oh, "dikes on, 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 on bikes." Wait, stop! Stop! No, 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 no! no. I got, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget. If it's it about Shabadoo, no, it's not. Okay, the cop literally says to them, what about a three-way? That's yeah. what, that's what shoot, you open shoot, up hey, with. Bro, 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 shoot or shoot. Yeah. <laughs> two shake. I'll never be that level of shooter. Because I, I see two beautiful women, and I go, hey, what about a three? Maybe that's why. You see two beautiful happen, women, you know? one of which is Kurt Russell. Who's obviously <laughs> Kurt Russell. You know Kurt Russell's kind of pulling it off, I'm just going to say. You know, he's handsome. Speaking something he's to me. He's got a Kathleen Turner thing going on, but listen. Uh, we do Kurt get to Russell be... is somehow in disguise as Patrick Swayze in drag <laughs> into Wong Fu. This is like... <laughs> so anyway, Shabadoo, Shabadoo is there, and Shabadoo and Terry Hatcher apparently have the exact same measurements because they buy Shabadoo's biker outfit, and Terry Hatcher wears it. So I, now I that, that that joke is funny. That's a funny joke. That's a, yeah. like a yeah. joke that they used on The Simpsons, basically, where it's like, oh. He's like, hey, what's your jacket size? And then it's it's like it's an old Hollywood joke. Like I I actually think it kind of works. Like yeah. I thought it was funny. So so Terry Hatcher and Gabriel Cash end up back at Terry Hatcher's house, which might be owned by Ray Tango. Also, uh, this house is like this is one of those like movies. It's, it's a baller ass cop yeah. pagoda. It's a yeah, baller ass cop yeah. pagoda. This house is living large. Yeah. This house is fantastic. So well, don't forget he's also like on the ground floor of NFTs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in the eighties, yeah. he invented post its. So <laughs> they uh. So she's uh. Terry Hatcher is using her uh her field medicine that she learned in the war zones of strip clubs to realign his back in the sexiest way possible. Well, what I take from the scene is that uh, Tango, or, yeah, is her brother, right? Has Tango's kept her, her under such insane lock and key that she immediately falls in love with the first man she is alone with. Oh. I, mean, I kind of took it that way, too, and, yeah. And also to establish, because they're like, this movie is, like, way too gay, and we just got through a drag scene, so let's have a romantic scene, but the romantic not-gay scene involves an extended pegging joke. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Well, yeah. I thought it was just about oh, him I, putting I it in her. I didn't think no, it No, because that way, look yeah. at his face because she's like, oh, I've almost got it in. He's like, yeah, I can feel it. Put it in me or whatever the fuck. Put it back in. Like, it's an extended him getting fucked by I, her I, joke. That's not how I took it. I just thought that it oh, was them banging. Well, that's because you're a turf. That, oh. no, sure. 
there I, we can't say that anymore because it's like now there's too much turf shit in the media and people are oh, gonna, okay. people are really gonna think Gox is Gox is gonna get canceled. Gox is yeah. not a turf at all. Uh, but I, I did put out a new uh, I did put like a new Harry Potter game out though, just like the turf did. Did you go ahead? Uh, uh, there was a enormous headshot of Terry Hatcher in the, like as a poster on the wall in her own house. She has her own promotional materials from if her If you look like that, would bedroom. you not have a gigantic oh, of yourself? I yeah. guess, but it's fucking like... <laughs> and like, they use it as a plot development later where Stallone's like, he looks at it, he's like, so how's dancing at the club? Like, like what? <laughs> like, well, she was, but earlier they said she was going on tour as some sort of like, at, I guess, sex her, drummer. Her, yeah. It's like that, that Sega game where you pound on the drums so the beat, like, it's it like a, like, a, a Samba, Samba de Amigo. Amigo. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, she's going to go on tour with that act, with the jet engine and the fucking drumming. Like, Well, there's also th- this part where it's revealed that uh, that it's her brother. This is that, like, oh, uh, she still wants to fuck me scene, even though we, it's established we're siblings. She grabs him by the collar in a way that I was married for six years, and if she had grabbed me, I'd be like, that is too aggressive. Like, <laughs> too sexual. Like, it is insane. Like, no sister has ever ever grabbed her brother like that, except for maybe, like, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. That's their relationship. <laughs> or Jamie Lannister. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, now, so, now, so now Tango and Cash are reunited. They are uh, back to kind of love-hating each other now with the foil of Terry Hatcher's love being another thing they need to compete for. And, uh... Also, Rand- very weirdly tame where Kurt Russell's like, I'm gonna date your sister. Like, that yeah. should definitely be fuck, right? Like, it was it was written, it was originally it was pork, but they were like, let's yeah. just change this to date. They find yeah. all instances of pork and it replace like it with a, date. It seems like a note. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Like, I felt the same way when I heard it. I was like, mm, that's a little weird. It's like, look, we can't say fuck your sister because we have to catch up and murder 3,000 people later in the movie, yeah. so we gotta save this shit. I'm gonna take your sister out for a nice fish dinner and never call her again. Um, <laughs> So now, uh, the, the guy, they, they capture, this is where they capture English Bob, right? Or is that, yeah, and, they, well, and they take, I forgot that the police chief shows up at Terry Hatcher's house to give them like, Hey, you got a ticking clock going oh, on. Oh yeah, I got, I've got, you got 24 hours starting five seconds ago, uh, to, to solve this entire mystery. We are not going to help you. Um, yeah. so they, they, they run down English Bob, they get him to a rooftop. Uh, they dangle him for a minute. He's got nothing about it. They are then, incredibly strong. They are. Uh, and then they strap a grenade to him. That gets him to give up uh, Perrette, I believe, is Jack Palance's character's name. Uh, and then that they let him be strapped to a radio antenna. They're like, all right, now what do we do? They go see Microchip again. Uh, he gives them a super truck and a bunch of guns and says, hey, guys, hey, look, there's an old abandoned Air Force base at the bottom of this quarry. Because that's where you launch planes from, and that's probably <laughs> where the bad guys are. And so it's okay. Your, your, your impression of that guy is really good. Like, yeah, that's, great. that's spot on. So then they take that they take that truck there. Now the rest of this movie is ostensibly truck for the next twenty minutes. Well, it's Fury uh, Road. Yeah. yeah, they blast through the gates. It's it's buttoned up repeatedly by the guy going, "Hey, you're not scratching the truck, are you?" There, uh, there's. <laughs> This guy, Perrette, has, he's getting ready to do the biggest arms deal of all time, I guess. He's selling to the Iranians and the Contras. They're, all the guns are here. 
but he also has his own private army. Complete oh, shit, with, is like, he meant to be Ronald Reagan? Maybe, but he's got like he's got like fucking toy uh, like Toyota Tacoma technicals with rocket launchers. <laughs> he's got fucking monster trucks. He's got two gra- like like road graders that you would use for laying down a highway that have been combatized for some reason. Um, this you basically you're treated to like a monster jam situation where just <laughs> thousands of people die. And then they end up taking these two, um, like, uh, road making machines through the walls of the building. And that means Jack Pounce is going to activate the self destruct sequence to the building. So now they're on a, now they're on a, a 12 minute timer to wrap this bitch up. So then they fight their way through the place. Uh, English Bob and just unnamed lackey get into hand-to-hand combat Can with we talk two. about this guy that axe kicks this glass shelf and his oh, legs yeah. should be completely useless? He should have bled out in about 10 seconds. No. Yeah, the, the, this guy, he he comes up, he's got nothing else going on in this movie that he just shows up to be like an like an equal heavy to the to the big heavy. Um, he gets put through the maze table. Uh, <laughs> the the English guy gets a fucking grenade shoved down his pants and then kicked down a flight of stairs and explodes. Uh, Terry Hatcher has been kidnapped at some point, and now we yeah. found out about it. Her kidnapping, like, I, again, another point in the movie where I had to, like, pause it and, like, I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Like, she gets kidnapped twice in 10 seconds. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? Like, when did this happen? Like, I totally missed her kidnapping, and yeah, so, I, yeah. I didn't miss it. They just, they just neglected to tell me or show me. Yeah, so English Bob kidnaps her, but then he gets goaded into a fight with this other guy with. And then after they're disposed of, Jack Pounce grabs her and takes her to the Mr. Han closet he's got over here. That's just a house <laughs> yeah, of mirrors. Yeah, the dragon. Yeah. And then both Tango and Cash figure out which one's the real Jack Pounce by two different ways, proving that they're both super cops. And they both put it right in his bean. Yeah, after what? they say after they say kneecap him, you get yeah. fucking Kurt Russell does like a, he does like a bicycle kick. And then brains Jack Palance with his boot pistol. Um, then they escape the building. The building has a nuclear explosion. Hey, can All we, evidence God, has been destroyed. Can you make a, a supposition as to why he has the timer wired into his multi-video setup? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. But here we are. So, so all, I want to point this out. All of the evidence in this movie and all of the witnesses – have been destroyed. There is no actual way to prove them innocent in this movie, yet there's a high-five cut to them doing the the most awkward, we did it, high-five, and then that becomes the front page of the newspaper because hero cops are back in town. And also children dressed to excess. Also, Yeah, Yeah. and to Goggs' point, not only do they not have evidence to prove that they're innocent of the original thing, they are in in invariably more trouble, you would think, because they've blown (laughs) up several buildings, stolen all kinds of police equipment that's unaccounted for, and killed roughly 80 guys. It's like the Meeseeks (laughs) episode where all the Meeseeks finally, when when Jerry finally hits the putt or whatever, all the Meeseeks go back to the box. You're not it's like going we finally do. You guys aren't going anywhere. You have so many questions to answer. Um, but that's Tango and Cash, and I'll be damned if I'm not giving it a ten because I loved every goddamn second of this film. Jeez, come on, man. <laughs> I thought you were a showman. I am. That's it. That, I got to leave it all out here. Uh, Alec, what was your favorite aspect of this film? <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> 
Probably the science. <laughs> <laughs> probably Tango's uh, ability to change odds in his favor. Oh, he's Domino? He's a long shot. No, he's long shot. He's long shot. Come on, guys. Oh. Domino's just lucky. Long shot Uh-oh. changes the odds. Yes. Oh. That is true. Alec is right. Alec is our foremost X-Men expert. Pardon me. I should have just said expert. Hmm. Uh, Uh, He's right. I don't know that I've seen this movie before, but I've definitely seen parts of it. I meant to ask you. Yeah, I know that Dodge, Sean, and I have all seen it. I meant to ask if this is your first viewing of this movie. I definitely remember the whole opening part (laughs) with the... gas truck and then he shoots the cocaine <laughs> out of it. I definitely remember that like specifically. Right. And I remember them getting like the devastator or whatever they call that <laughs> super truck at the end. I de- I definitely saw both of those parts and remembered those parts distinctly. <laughs> How um, did you forget? I mean, well, I think this movie was on TNT or TBS like every weekend for about 10 years too. That would make sense. I can't imagine what the edited version of this movie looks like. It's, um, it's too mad. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is like 40 minutes shorter. It has to be, right? Uh, my favorite part was when they're naked in the shower together, commenting on each other's penises. And you get to see their asses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and they, they're like calling each other like, all right, Minnie. Right. It also yeah. implies that Sylvester Stallone is concerned that Kurt Russell is going to suck his dick. Like, yeah. Well, so I don't. I don't know you that well. My problem with that scene is that they can't they can't keep up with whether their dicks are small or big because God is right. At one point, somebody calls the other one tripod, which would imply that their dick is. Huge, yeah. Hence the tripod, equivalent to a leg, if you were, yeah, with the traditional tripod setup. I, I don't know, like, oh my god, this fucking movie, it's, it's, it's so good. Like, I, I can't believe, I can't, I didn't know that there was like four directors, like, like, yeah, give us the run. Who's got all the lore? Hit me some more with the lore of this movie. I need to know. Anybody got any lore? They got Wikipedia <laughs> entries because I need to know. Because I, I, it made a bunch of money. I know that. Surprisingly, much. I knew nothing about. Well, the it's it's like weird that like because you know we still see some of these like early to mid nineties movies that we say they're eighties styles movies, but this is really like the the capstone yeah, of your major in eighties action. You know what I mean? Like this it's is just, it's the, distilled to its purest form. Yeah. I think it made it, it made like 150 on a budget of like 60 million or something like that. It, it, it made twice its money. That's why I can't believe there was a sequel or wasn't a sequel. I, it's funny. Konchalovsky Con- was replaced towards the end of principal photography by Albert Magnoli. But I guess Albert Magnoli did not get any credit for the movie because <laughs> um, it was so far into. Uh, Konchalovsky wanted the movie to be much more serious than the producers wanted, so they fired him. Oh. Yeah, well, they were right to fire him. <laughs> yeah. So Magnolia didn't get the win? 
I mean, he didn't get credit. It's like the, uh, what was the Brian Singer movie where he still got credit for directing it, even though somebody came in? Uh, the Queen the movie? Queen movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody else I think basically Brian finished Singer it. Won a and, fucking Oscar for that, and yeah. he didn't direct most of it. <laughs> he like left saying he had to take care of his sick mom, and then never showed back yeah, up. His sick mom, which is with thirteen-year-old pool of boys. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, apparently Jack Palance and uh, Stallone um did, were not didn't see each other making this movie. Oh really? <laughs> they weren't on set at the same. There were other scenes in earlier drafts that had them like together, but Palance was disappointed that uh, they didn't actually film together because all the other scenes were cut. Oh, so they, they didn't actually interact at all on the oh, set. That's fucking wild. <laughs> that's fucking wild, dude. Oh man. I I I didn't know that there was so much drama behind this film. Like it I would have never feel thought. like a movie that was directed by four different people. No, like, it's it, pretty cohesive. I mean, it's stupid. Here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, like you glossed over the way uh, Brian James had dispatched, but they literally put a live grenade in his pants and he explodes. Yeah. Like, and he is not he he's not the only person to explode. And when but, Jack Collins explodes later, the line yeah. is. There's a new kind of pollution in the air, and it's called Perret. Like the guy, that, we, that the guy we, we just with? met and were made aware of. But the, fucking, the Brian James thing is great because they play they play bad cop, even worse cop, which is fucking hilarious. Like, like uh, you know, Kurt Russell is like, Stallone is is throwing the grenade down his pants, and Kurt Russell's like, I can't believe you do this, motherfucker. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to fuck this oh, guy. No, no, he has the grenade taped to his mouth. Oh, taped yeah. to his mouth. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. Like, yeah. I don't know. This movie and he is... pees himself. Yes, he pees himself. Also, oh. I, don't, I, I neglected to mention this. We got a, uh, we get a Mr. Uh, a Mr. Blue uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Mr. Blue is in this movie. That guy, uh, uh, the director and star of Two Lane Blacktop, everybody. Why is James Hong in this movie? He's the, he's <laughs> one of the crime bosses. No, yeah. I understand that, but like his function is be like, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's like, of course, he's it's a good wasted. Idea. He's wasted in this movie because, yeah. he because Sean he has to represent the like. The triad. The triad. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy is Hispanic, so he's the cartel. That's what gotcha. it is. You okay. have the white mob boss, then you have the the triad and the cartel. Don't you remember the 80s? That was like the three Fair. kind of mobsters that you had. <laughs> so talk, of, three... talk about uh, alternate realities. Uh oh. This movie was signed <laughs> with Stallone and Patrick Swayze set to star. That could have worked. And then Swayze dropped out because he wanted to go do Roadhouse instead. Dumb decision. Dumb decision. That movie movie also has a monster truck in it, though. Does. Also has Terry Funk in it. Hell yeah. I mean, I love Roadhouse, too, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like this more. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, hot take, give me Hatcher over Funk. If I got to take a Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, oh, oh Terry, I was like, wait a minute, a Funk. <laughs> God's is gonna take Terry Polo. <laughs> yeah. He would too. That's yeah. like right up his alley. That's true. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else we want to get to before we get into five knuckle shuffles? <laughs> 
Uh, all right, I'll take that as a no. Uh, Alec. I'm going to give it a seven. Fair. I uh, I enjoyed this movie. It doesn't have the built-in nostalgia for me that it does you guys. But it's <laughs> still fun. It's didn't still masturbate fun. masturbate to it in middle school like we did. No. <laughs> but you can masturbate to it now if you wanted to. That's true. I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Alex, uh, Alex dogs like a list of things he can masturbate to. <laughs> it's uh, it's a Like... Yeah. <laughs> but only in a swimsuit edition. Just a swimsuit right. edition, Namor. Um, Isn't Namor always in a swimsuit? That now is. he has that, like, that V-neck suit he wears oh, yeah, yeah. all yeah. the time now. Because he's an X-Man, he has to present himself as professional. Yeah, <laughs> Sir, put on some clothes. If you want to be an X-Man, you can't just wear your panties around Namor. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um... But yeah, this movie's a blast, and like, not that Kurt Russell isn't like a huge star, but he's not on the level of a lot of these guys that were his contemporaries. When really he probably should have been, charisma wise, about the biggest out of all of them. Yeah, and, uh, no, I definitely agree with you on that. That's a that's a very good take. Like, I don't he think is, Kurt he is a he is a star. Like, obviously he's a huge star, but like he's got more charisma, like in his pinky. And Schwarzenegger has in his whole body, yeah. or uh, Stallone has in his whole body. Has anybody like, ever seen Russell in a bad performance? Not that I can uh, think of. No. I'd have to think on it. I don't know. He's done some like shitty comedies and stuff. Yeah, but he's always trying. Like, well, like Captain Ron. <laughs> yeah, Captain Ron. But I mean, it, it <laughs> overboard fucking rules. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, about a man who kidnaps an amnesiac woman. And fake raises kids. <laughs> yeah, with, he has his dream of his putt putt empire that he won't let die. But oh. he is like just. Uh, I think I, me and Gogs had dinner the other night. An amazing hibachi, weird hibachi, all you can eat dinner. Yeah, um, didn't get sick either. I was proud of him. But he said, as I was saying, he's like the opposite of uh, like Charlie Hunnam, a charisma black hole. He's like a charisma white oh, dwarf. He, he just exudes charisma so everywhere. Charisma. Yeah, and even like, I mean, I I I know it's a divisive movie, but like I really like Death Proof a lot. Yeah. But I think like why I like it is because of him, and I think like. The, the subversion of that movie is like interesting because of him. Like it's all his performance. Like the fact that like he gets owned at the end is like cool. That's why it yeah. works. And I think like, I don't know. I think it's cool. Like specifically Tarantino, like he, he just feeds off like an actor like Kurt Russell. Like it's he's funny. great. He's great when in per- Hateful Eight. He's great in fucking, uh, his, this small role in once time, once upon a time in Hollywood. Like the guy's fantastic. When those first came out, I was like Planet Terror all the way, and I've totally yeah. like flip flopped on it. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that yeah. before, but yeah, me too. Like, I even me, like, I was like, oh, Planet Terror is the much more like satisfying movie, but like, nah, like Death Proof is way better. Like, I've revisited Death Proof. I don't care about Planet Terror at all. But anyway, all right, pass the mic, my friend. Um. Hmm. TJ. It's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10 for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this movie, like, 
I'm sorry. Like, I know objectively this is not a 10, but, like, it's everything. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I like a nice, I like a nice whiskey. I like a nice fancy $60 bottle of whiskey, but I also like old crow. You know what I mean? I like the, the total opposite. And this is the old crow of movies. This movie is dumb as fuck. It's full of tits. It's super violent and it's short. Also, we didn't even point that out. Like it's not long. Like mm-hmm. this movie does not waste its time. And like, it's just like I talked earlier about the, the, the female prisoner movies. Like this movie is sleazy and dirty and stupid. And like, it's just so fucking entertaining. And it makes me feel like a kid again. Like this, this makes me feel like I'm 13. Like this movie is written for 13 year olds. Like, and I love it. Like I fucking <laughs> love it. It's, and I, again, I, I objectively, it's really bad. Like it's not a good movie, but God damn, is it not entertaining as shit. And like, you know, this is something we've talked about a thousand times on the show. No, this, this will never be made again. And, yeah. and, and, and the thing is like the level of earnestness in this movie is why it's so good. Tommy was so doesn't realize he's making the room when he makes the room and the 17 directors that made this movie <laughs> didn't realize they're making like the stupidest movie ever made. And it's just so fucking like, like, yeah, we're cool. Like it's so try hard, but it's fucking, it's hilarious. Look how fucking rad we are. What's like, so well, yeah, it's, like, it's like, it's like this movie is so fucking, this is Stallone being like, yeah, man, we're fucking masculine. We got looking naked chicks and blood and death. And it's like the gayest shit I've ever seen. And I fucking love it. Like, I fucking love this movie so much. And I, again, is it objectively a 10? Absolutely not. Is it a 10 for me? A hundred percent. Like, I, I adore this movie and I don't know if I'll ever stop adoring this movie, but if, if somebody would watch it, like if, if, if someone much younger than me watched this, be like, this is fucking terrible. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like this is problematic as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, without question. It totally is. Like I understand it's false, but my God, it's just so much fun to watch. So yeah, it's a 10. I'm sorry. It's a 10. Uh, uh, Gogs. This, I'll be real quick. This movie was nominated for three Razzies. Of course it was. Oh, of course yeah. it was. Yeah. Worst was. screenplay, worst actor, of course. And worst actress for Kurt Russell in drag. That's wow. problematic That's, in and of itself. And a, a stretch, because I thought he, he played a guy in a dress pretty good. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. So I already that's, said that's earlier. That's kind of funny. That that is kind of funny though. With like a, a with uh, our modern eyes, like they were like, hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna give him worse actress. Like that in of itself is yeah. kind of bad. Like more than kind. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Cox. So I already said I'm giving it a ten. I'm still giving it a ten. Uh, we, we didn't we didn't change your mind at all. We didn't change. You didn't, <laughs> didn't assuage me one bit. In my mind, this is what Ron DeSantis is trying to make Florida into nowadays. Like, this is like this is the world that he wants to bring back, and I'm sort of here for it. Uh, everything TJ said, I can't I can't objectively rate this movie. I just love it so fucking much. I love it in spite of itself. I love how 
terrible it is, but it is the purest. These are these are the things I, I texted a friend of the show, Vinny, the following things. Uh, I was like, dude, you got to revisit Tango and Cash. He's like, this movie was purified, uncut distillation of the 80s action cop genre. If I could turn Tango and Cash into a powder fit for human consumption, it would be a simultaneously a sex stimulant, a hangover cure, a birth control, and yet somehow and a fertility friend. enhancer. Like, this thing does it all. I love it. I love Kurt Russell to death. I love everything he's in. I can't believe that this movie had fucking four directors. You know, usually too many cooks in the kitchen spoil the pot. Not this time. This movie is just, and like the fact that like Jack Palance's character is so arch and so all powerful and it's just like sort of still barely in the film and all he does is like monologue and like it's just, I don't know. I can't, I can't. I, I love it. I love it too much. It's, this has been a great month. Like this is the fourth 10. This has been a great year. This is the fourth 10 for me of 2023. Um, get ready because next week's going to be another one. I was kind of, and just to be fair, like full disclosure, I was kind of ready to rewatch this because again, I haven't watched this in fucking fifteen years, probably more than that. And I was ready to be like, ah, maybe it's not as good as I remember. Yeah. So I was like ready to kind of shit on it. And, nope, I couldn't. Nope, <laughs> incorrect. Uh, but yeah, I fucking I love it to death. Uh, I'm glad they didn't make a sequel. I'm just still I'm still shocked that they didn't. Still, they're still they're st- still they're still, still working on it. They're still alive. They're yeah. still working on it as of two years ago. Is that right? Oh, oh seriously? Do not yeah. make do not make the expendable. Well, I think it also said that he offered uh the Schwarzenegger role in Expendables or the Willis role in Expendables to Kurt Russell and he's like, No. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That that's because Kurt Russell still like is a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like like Tarantino is asking Kurt Russell to be in his movies, like, you know. Oh, there we go. Uh, no, Sean has Sean. Yeah, you have to say Sean. Oh yeah, it's a nine for me only because like when they get to the when they break out of prison between that and the explosion derby, like it kind of wanders off for it's a little, little bit. A little soggy. A I little agree. soggy. Um, but like it's it's weird. This movie is written for these two guys to get together at the end, and like they introduce the not gays for like a second. And then she's dropped back out of it, and they're just back to being a couple at the end. Like, I, it's, it's fucking stupid. Goggs is like, um, when he says, do too many cooks spoil? It's like, yeah, there's too many cooks in there, but it's like a cartoon soup where there's just like a boot in it for some reason. (laughs) It's just like, like an oboe stew. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's fucking, this movie is fucking dumb. (laughs) But. You know, it's like, uh, what what is it? Major League Two, uh, White Lightning, and Black Hammer, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, mine fell further. Yeah, but mine are deader. Like, it's, that's the whole movie. Like, the banter is atrocious, but they're really leaning into it. And Kurt Russell is is the fucking best man. Like, it's it is. It is just unabashedly gay and dumb and like, but still like, like, like this would, this is like Andrew Tate without irony, the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but I, I don't know, man. Like you couldn't, if you made this movie right now, right? Like people would be like, this is the funniest, most subversive, like, right, yeah. you know, like if somebody, it just came out on, not that it would come out on Shudder, but it, one of those kind of movies, they made it for yeah. like $2 million. And it's like, oh, this is like an ironic take, but right. it's like, it's somehow satirizing itself well, while it's being funny. completely earnest. Like it, it's it, weird. It's funny you say that, Sean, because like you know the, the Plex, it, it'll it curates reviews, which yeah. I think is wild. But like one of their all the reviews were bad, except yeah. for one. The one the one positive review said this is a smart dumb guys movie, and I went yeah. on to read his review, and it's exactly what you said, and it was written like of it was written like recently, and I was like okay. that's hilarious, like that yeah. is. That is exactly what this, how this movie would be treated now. Like, oh, this is a satire. Like, this was not intended to be a satire at all. Like, that, I think, that's, that, I think this movie benefits from being so far removed from it and being able to like understand like oh, that that absolutely. that era as a genre unto itself. I totally because, like, agree. It's like when movies, because we talk about this a lot, like, uh, and I think uh, most of us enjoy bad movies that are kind of janky. And like, oh, after yeah. about what the mid nineties, when everything kind of gets smoothed out and every movie turns into like, I know this comes way later, but like a White House down, right? Yeah. It's like it, that, that would be this generation's version of that movie, but like it, it's missing all the charm because it's like, it's winking too much. When yeah. it's trying to wink, and otherwise it's just boring. This movie's not boring. Not at all. Like, it's too dumb to be boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. That's a good way to put that on the box. Like, how many tons of cocaine are in that thing? And why is it raining in L.A. so much? And why is Jack Palance just showing up? And how does he have enough money to buy off, like, the entire FBI? And, like, who gives a shit. What yeah, he literally cash. paid off the FBI. Bro, yeah. like, high five. It ends like uh, like Paperboy, the Nintendo <laughs> game. Or it's like local Paperboy saves, and like God said, there's no evidence to clear them. They just like took their word for it because they killed everybody. Like, is that how you get out of stuff? Like, well, I guess everybody's dead, so whatever. Welcome back. <laughs> Also, so. we kind of glossed over it, but like the fucking evening shade guy was like doing like weird AI voice shit in like 1987. Yeah. Like, it's like, wait, what? He was doing yeah. deep fakes before deep fakes were Also, deep he's fakes. got like the fucking bat computer in his lab, and he's like, oh, it's stated. He lives in Forbin, the <laughs> Colossus, the Forbin project, or whatever it is that like AM supercomputer from I Have No Mouth and Must Scream. Like, like, oh, I got the yeah. What is he doing with that? Otherwise, like, what is the fuck? Because the guy's just like a like a fucking voice analyst or something. Like, is that an actual job? I don't know. Yeah. Oh god. How anyway. did you get? How did you get out of prison? Uh, I don't know. Okay, you want a shotgun and a a, a dog? Oh, we didn't also mention that the stuffed dog nearly kills him and ends the movie. Like, it just explodes. Or maybe he died and the rest of it happened in his head. Oh fuck! Is it a Brazil thing? <laughs> I love how that's like the explanation of every movie now. It's like oh, it's like a Brazil. It's Brazil. It all takes place in somebody's mind palace. But no, I love this movie, man. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a certified good ass movie. It is a certified oh, good ass movie. Hell yeah! All right, so that's that's Tango Cash. What a what a treat, uh, Alec. Your your final pick for Valentine's Day. Do you have one? Yep, I'm really gonna bring you guys down with this one. Uh oh. <clears throat> 
You guys need you guys need to be brought down a peg. Is it Turner uh, and Hoots? Oh no. No. I should have been though. And it's not stop my mom will shoot. I like that. Um, I almost picked that one, yeah. It is Wild Wild West. Oh no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well we get to talk about the N word. Yeah. <laughs> There's there is several N words in that family yeah. film, yes. Yeah. Who's the bad uh, guy in that? Uh Kenneth Branagh. Kevin, Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, director. Wait, no, who's and who's the and who's the who's the Kevin, Kevin Klein? Kevin yeah. Klein and Will Smith and William Smith. William, I will be in your film, but I must be period appropriate and say the N word. I oh. remember wow, wow. seeing that movie yeah. in the theater and going, when that happens, I go, uh, what? <laughs> Is he allowed to do that? <laughs> why? Why are you saying that like Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> I am I, 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 his 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 performance made a, a huge impact on me. Obviously, yeah. you, you haven't Hi. stopped saying it since. Alec, I'm directing a Barry what? Barry Sonnefeld. That's right. Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rada. No, you don't want Nada. I can do the whole thing. <laughs> None of this. None of this. Gun this, gun this gun brother running this. Buffalo Soldier, man. It's like I told you. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, yeah. Well, because right. he's a black cowboy, TJ. That's uh, the reference. Like, like, uh, like the, the like you know, Civil War cowboys. Buffalo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like when Randy Marsh was was having his his big balls in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, all right, that's the show. Uh, next week, Wild Wild West. I believe the second or third Barry Sonnenfeld movie we've watched on the show. Hell yeah. We've definitely watched at least one. Correct. Well, we do. We watch uh, Men in Black. We watch, we watch Men in Black too. We watch the second Men in Black. Mm-hmm. I think he directed oh. something else. Didn't he direct one of the Robin Williams movies? Did he, did he Good Morning Vietnam? No, that uh, was, uh, that was it was Get Shorty Big Trouble. Oh, Big, big Trouble. trouble. Oh, that sucked. God, that was. Bad. You guys, you loved it. Was it? You and, you and Gog like said it? it was great. I enjoyed it. We, I watched it with. With you. That was COVID times. We were watching shit out in Gogs' carport, so I was in a different state of mind. I probably watch it now. I probably hate it. <laughs> I mean, the two oh, Adam Family speaking, movies both. He, he's got a lot of a lot of hits. He also shot part of this movie that we're talking about right now and got That's fired. Right, you were saying that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cinematographer on Blood Simple. I, I uh, Sylvester Stallone walked around like Homer uh, coaching the football team. Like you're cut, you're cut. As much as much as I hate Kevin Smith, he has a funny yeah. story about uh, Wild Wild West where. I guess the producer of Wild Wild West. Yeah, John really Peters, cool. Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, who also produced this movie that we're talking about. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Uh, so anyway, he originally was going to produce the, the Superman movie that Kevin Smith was going to direct. And I guess, like, he had a, he had an interview with him, and Kevin Smith was like, you know, it went well, but, like, he was like, Sp- Superman has, like, he had a couple, the producer had a couple of stipulations. Superman doesn't wear the suit, and Superman fights a giant spider in the third act. Yeah. And I guess it fell apart or whatever. And he said that next summer he watched Wild Wild West, and what happened? A big giant spider's in the third act, and it's produced by the same guy. 
Yeah, he's a uh, TJ in Licorice Pizza. The oh, that's Bradley the Cooper guy? plays. That's who it's oh, supposed to be. Yeah, no that's the reference. Shit. Yeah, oh, that's a good ass movie too. Watch Licorice Pizza, everybody. I, that's the guy that they fuck up his waterbed. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, everybody. That's right. a show. Suck your own dick. There's no holiday. Oh, it's President's Day. Fuck all the presidents. They're fucking racist. Except for Jimmy Carter, history's greatest monster. Yeah, Malays forever. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he wasn't uh, wrong. Yeah, well, he was actually right. He was the only president that was ever right. Uh, But the rest of them are dicks. Uh, Name a good president. Those guys are dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Who's a good president? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. No, no, he sucked. National Park. Jingo Whiskey, piece of shit. Right. I mean, was a huge liar. Then. Yeah. 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 He was a fucking dickhead. Yeah. National <laughs> parks are good. Okay. I mean, Nixon created the EPA. Is that, does that make him a good president? I mean, it's a pretty good system. So oh, good on EPA. Dude, fucking bootlicker guy. <laughs> oh, I, do, I would have fucking, he, I, he went, I, he went from turf to bootlicker, everybody. All right. I, I, I open <laughs> communist China to the West. The seed, the seed, and I tried to bring it up the seed and nice guys where they come across the idea that maybe you seed Nixon before you die as like a thought. And then when he's drowning in the pool and he sees Nixon giving him the thumbs up, it's so good. Oh, all right. Anyway. Good night. Good night, everybody.